Konichi, what's going on, everybody? My name is Jamal Sakoro. My name is Sharon Gaddis. And we are the Wannabe Boo Podcast, where we bring the latest and greatest game anime news, reviews, and waifus for life. Welcome to episode 118, everybody. 118 is the number that is 18, but plus 100. I don't know. Uh, I don't have. I don't have any. I don't have any <laughs> opening bit uh, material right now. I was sort of hoping you were, but you know, I don't want to. Cr- I don't want to give you any more cringe factor from last week's uh, opener. Uh, I appreciate my, it. <laughs> I thought about it, but I was like, you know what? I think I'll spare him this week. Um, but I will remind you that uh, he will not. Uh, well, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be back soon, relatively, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, uh, uh, weave Jomel. <laughs> yes. Well, even more, uh, even more weave uh, Jomel at that point. Discuss weeaboo we- Jomel. Yeah, there you go. Wee weeaboo Jomel at that point. Yikes. <laughs> well, feel free to unsubscribe at that point. Uh... Yeah. We we'll, we we we'll have deserved it by then. At this point. Uh, how are you, John? How's it been? How's your quarantine? Um, by the way, how's everybody? How's how how are you doing, John? We haven't been doing any life updates too too recently. That's true. Um, well, quarantine's been about the same as when it started, or before it started, really. Uh, me sitting on my ass and not doing much. Well, it technically hasn't really changed for people like us, anyway. So that is true. As long as we got our anime and our video games, it don't matter. And and porn. Don't forget hentai. Don't forget hentai. That's true. Got to have your porn too. <laughs> Is all about open? that? I'm pretty sure I would have like ran down the fucking street naked. Right. Exactly. Is Alabama open? Or because I don't I don't know if Alabama is one of the states that are quote unquote open in the country. I don't know. I, th- I don't think Georgia it is. is. Or Georgia's supposed to be open, so I I figure neighboring state, right? If I know my states correctly oh i mean i can do a quick google google search um but i i i remember hearing somewhere that we were opening Mm -hmm. uh oh it ended oh really for alabama the the Governor K. Ivey said the current stay-at-home order will not extend beyond April 30th. Oh, all so. right. Well, then feel free to go outside, Duran, and catch that Rona. Oh, no, it's a different order. Oh. Oh, so, uh, yeah, it's just basically saying, all right, just as long as you do whatever you want, as long as you're social distancing properly and sanitizing and whatnot. There we go. Again, and again, with the way the with the way your population is, I don't think it'll be too bad since it's not as like dense with people. That's true. Generally, they're just encouraging people to stay home now instead of it being an order. Yeah, exactly. Like la- last thing I heard about here is that uh, I think some I think uh, there was like rumors going around that there were like six parties being planned and shit, and our mayor got uh, got word of it, and you know. More more parties are being planned, even though the stay at home order here has been has been extended for another month or so. 
and I mean, that was, and that's the reason just, why you just it's have been to have people ruin it. So <laughs> exactly, that's the reason. Like, why I don't understand why it. people just don't understand. Fucking, like you can go outside, you can go hang out, just stay away from each other. Like just don't be up on each other, like in a fucking party. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know if you saw the pictures of that one house party that was raided by the police. It was like a thousand people or something, and they were like God. within like pubic hairs distance of each other, like just up close and everything. I I don't understand people. Like, I just, I hope they get sick. Like, at this point, just <laughs> fucking. Well, no, because then those idiots will spread it to other people. So I guess not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but fucking... as per usual, at least for my case, for, for in my, in my case, as, as a resident of this, the state of Illinois, uh, and also to other states outside, also around the world. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure how you're. Uh, your laws work, but if you are encouraged to, you know, keep safe distance as well as to at least stay home uh, majority of the time, please practice uh, safe sanitation and safe living at this point. Because um, the the next thing that the next thing we we don't need right now is a second wave of cases, just because certain states and certain and places in general have started opening up. You know, right. And then I'm hearing about this new thing. This, I'm hearing about this new meme going around that the Japanese murder hornet is now in the U.S. or something. Yeah, I heard about that. And, you know, that just makes me not want to go outside even more. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're thinking with bees, right? <laughs> or hornets. Oh, God. Isn't this, yeah. isn't it, this I, hornets? It's, no, it's just bees in general. Oh, okay. There's any kind of yellow, black and yellow, red, black and red, flying, stinking, fuck creature. Mm. Well, bees aren't I've, made my, I, I've made my peace with honeybees and bumblebees because they'll generally leave you alone. Right. They're not, Lost, they're not inherently aggressive. Yeah, they're the assholes. Right. <laughs> and now we got the fucking Japanese kamikaze hornet are out here trying to fuck people up now. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the one that, like, it'll if it stings you, it like, literally starts to melt your skin and shit. Like, I think so, yeah. That was... That's that was disgusting. Something... <laughs> like, why haven't those like... been eradicated? I mean, oh, let's drive the polar bears to extinction. Let's let's hunt the fucking rhinoceroses into extinction. Hunt those motherfuckers. I mean, like, maybe the, maybe somebody let's... tried and then they got killed. Like, this is survival right. of the fittest, Duran. Like, something that aggressive can only survive at this point. You know. I guess, but like, it's just so fucking ugh. Mm. And also, uh, happy. Oh, I, is there a thing for Happy Golden Week? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Moshimas Golden Week. Eh? <laughs> uh, to our one. I don't Jap- know. Like I. Uh... I mean, to our one Japanese listener, uh, on on, on this platform, uh, Happy Golden Week, or actually, an according, you know, with with the accordance of uh. With the COVID situation, apparently it was re- for 2020. It was rebranded "Stay Home Week to Save Lives" uh, for this year. Stay Home Week to Save Lives. Interesting. So. I mean, fair. Yeah, I mean we're in the middle of Golden Week. Uh, that's usually like a big holiday week. That's one of the big, like one of the big uh, holidays aside from like New Year's and Oban. Apparently, you know, according to a quick Google search. So. Uh huh. Um, that's where a lot, you know, a lot of shit goes down, I guess. Um, but it's nice to see that 
the gov uh that some of the uh, Japanese officials are you know trying to make it more uh proactive when it comes especially when it comes to this uh pandemic situation. So mm-hmm. uh happy golden week or happy stay at home week to save lives. Uh to you. Uh which means happy more play more video games week because Steam has a fuck golden week sale. It's fucking it's a lot. It's pretty much just. It almost seems like it's every Japanese game on fucking Steam. Right, exactly. I love it. Like every light novel, even uh, every fucking bullet hell and all that shit. And even what is it? Uh, VR Kanojo. Like, I think is that the is that the porn variant? I think Which it is. One? VR Kano, Kanojo. Yeah. Is that the porn variant? Well, if it's not the the porn variant, I'm pretty sure there's a download to make it the porn variant. Yeah. Oh, hold on. It says here there's uh, well, according to the tags, your sexual content, nudity, mature VR anime. Okay. Oh uh, well, then that's it. It already is. <laughs> this is it. Look at that. I mean, just don't uh, you know. I mean, you spend your money how you want. Just make sure you do it when you're of age. Ah uh, yeah. But speaking of shooting your one shot, I like that. I'm not really know, sure. You, oh, I get it you, now. Uh, did you did you like the the one shot? I like yeah. I I like the, the that transition. Yes, yes. Nice. So basically, uh, we were th- we were talking a while ago. Uh, I think yesterday or after the last podcast, we were like. It would be a good topic, like, you know, we we want to talk a little bit more about just, you know, anime and outside of, you know, I guess what we normally talk about. Um, right, exactly. We wanted to bring a few shows to light, um, specifically, like, the ones that usually have one season and that's all they're going to have. Not like we expect them to have more seasons, sim- like No Game, No Life. Yeah, right, I exactly. Mean, it hasn't had a second season, but, like everyone expects it to get one eventually no we mean the ones that definitely aren't gonna have a second season like it was just made for one reason or another yeah like it was specifically made just for that one season like uh like its own ip for that season you know pretty much yeah yeah uh but before we get on to that i do want to i do want to talk about a few a couple of news just in general um to Mm. uh bring to light at least um as everyone as everybody in the everyone everyone who's cultured within the anime community knows that the light novel of Konosuba is officially ending with its last volume um, this past week. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. So, um, I mean, for those of you who don't like spoilers, make sure you kind of be careful around, I guess, if you want to read the light novels, because there's, like, screenshots of, like, the last panels. People are talking about the ending and all that stuff and how everything it gets all how everything ends. I already know uh, how, it all, how it all ends. Uh, I was just kind of curious in general. Um, it would be it would be nice to see that animated because I mean I'm sure it'll be animated since we gotten what two seasons and a movie so far. That's true. And with an ending, I mean to be honest, I feel like with a with a show with a with a show slash story like Konosuba, knowing the ending isn't necessarily like the worst thing because it's more of the it's literally more of like just enjoying the characters like whatever the fuck they do, even if the story went on forever. It would just be just you're just there for them, not for really what they're doing. Right, exactly. So I mean, I'm sure with you know with the last volume coming coming out this the I think the past week or the past couple of weeks, uh, we'll definitely I'm sure we'll definitely see a season three just to complete 
the Konosuba, uh, the Konosuba uh, animated series, you know? Uh-huh. Like, you have the trilogy, the, the, the trilogy of the seasons plus the movie in between. And, like, if, if you were to, like, if someone were ever, like, suggest you, like, just, a, like, a good old, like, I don't know, I, I, I guess a classic comedy, right? Yeah. Like, a classic comedy anime, Konosuba, you, you just have all of that ready to go. And then the light novels, if you want to uh, be more in-depth with your details and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I do uh, hope they do animate the rest of it. I mean, they're not gonna pull a fucking. They, there's I no mean, way in hell they're gonna pull a fucking no game no life. Like, I mean, all them we, got, we there, got a lot of content. They might just say like, "Hey, fuckers, go watch the anime or read the mo- <laughs> light novel." Uh, read the uh, light novel. They Maybe. Could. I mean, we could, but I want I want to see the Cosma hands in action. You know, like Cosma hands in action. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm I am convinced that. Eighty percent of the budget from like season two was just off of Cosmo's hands. You're like, right. <laughs> either either You're that, right. exactly. Yeah, either that or like his uh, everyone's like facial expressions. Um. Oh, side note, I didn't know. I didn't know about this. You know the little thing that um Cosmo does. Like whenever they, whenever like each character like calls him, like you know Cosmo, Cosmo is like Cosmo does. Like he kind of like uh says it under his breath in the middle. You know while yeah they, he says yeah I'm Cosmo as a response. Apparently that was all uh. ad libbed. By the voice actor, I could believe it. And like what that like, I, I guess he noticed some sort of trend, like at least with the scripting. He added that in there's an ad lib, and there are moments apparently where the the cat uh the voice actor just had to like keep themselves from laughing because he would just interject that in the middle of like fucking dialogue. Cosmo, <laughs> Cosmo, I'm Cosmo. <laughs> and I noticed. I've also noticed that he he does the same thing with like others with with, with certain scenes. He'll just under he'll just add dialogue in the fucking under his breath while someone else is talking like uh yeah uh i i can't there was a specific uh scene uh that that had something to, that had something somewhere where like i think darkness was talking to him was talking to him uh and then he just under like under his breath just kind of keep talking while she was talking at the same time so it was like a bit of a uh added added character to Kazuma, i guess but see, that's the beauty of it. It's like it's because it's so loosey goosey. You can you're just allowed to do that, right? Exactly. So I just thought that was fucking great. Um, mm-hmm. Now I don't mean to bring down the mood, uh, but in relation to what's going on around the world as well, mm-hmm. uh, one of the news that uh, I came across is that uh, Shu Wada, uh, he is also known as the father of Madoka Magica. He actually passed mm-hmm. away uh, this past week. Oh I think. shit. Past yeah, this past week or past couple of weeks ago, due to co- uh, a COVID, COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he, I uh, I I remember reading the story. He had symptoms of uh, the of the virus some time ago, mm-hmm. and then he uh properly passed. You know, uh, in a I believe in a hospital in Japan during that time. So, oh, that's unfortunate. So this is my so you know hats off to uh like like the father of such a uh re- I want to say a rev- iconic and re- a revolutionizing series especially to the magical girl genre That's true cuz I it, yeah you you you're absolutely right cuz he definitely was the one that I feel like started the whole dark magical girl idea Right exactly like that like Madoka Mag- Magica was like that was that seed to I guess expanding mag- magic girls to what to what it can be at this point, 
Right. So. So like I just yeah it's it's thoroughly unfortunate that we won't be getting any more work from him. May he arrest his soul. Hopefully not in the hands of Cube. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, to bring the mood up a little bit, maybe not to you, Jaron, uh, but to me. Um, so oh boy. I don't know if we said this live in the podcast, I, but, but I do remember telling you that uh, Key was working on another new anime project. Ugh. And further investigation has uh, been announced that uh, the next uh, pro- anime project for uh, Key. No. <laughs> No. So, and for those of you who don't know, Jun Maeda is the one, uh, is is the one famously, that famously has done uh the what is it, um Angel Beats, uh Clanad, as well as recently uh Charlotte, the uh, the the Charlotte, anime series some time ago. Uh, I mean, since uh Charlotte wasn't that bad, maybe. And I mean, for those who for those who don't know. Jerome, would you care to explain your dismay against Junmei? So I I do love Key as a company, and I do like Junmei's work, but I refuse to watch any more of his shows because I don't I don't like to cry. <laughs> it's not fun for anybody. It isn't, but it's but stuff something something that he that he puts out there, especially with Clanad. That's a that's one of those heart you know heart. Wrenching tearjerkers. Right? Fuck it's a you! I had to watch that damn show fucking seven times. I mean, and then to... uh, what was it? What was it? Angel beats like two to three times. Mm. I mean, and okay. <laughs> now, unfortunately for me, call me a monster, as maybe I never did cry in any of those series, even watching them multiple times in general. Uh, so. That's because you are a monster. I'm obviously You're a piece I mean, of shit. I can also openly say that I did not cry in any moment during Vault Evergarden as well. Like, I just, I like, even, like, it's literally, honestly, just one episode that got me. It's, it's, it's because it was, I don't know, something about me and like parenthood shit just fucking fucks me up. Mm. Talking about, um, the letter thing. I was like, oh. oh, okay. For some reason, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought you were talking Clanad. Clanad, like the entire second half of Clanad, I was all parenthood. That's all that shit. Right, right. Well, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, that that one was, that one got me a little bit, but it was more so like, uh, how do I explain it? Um, Relatable? I enjoyed uh, all of Clanad. The only part that I really cried at was, uh, it was the wedding. Was, right? um, yeah, the wedding. Mm. Everything else I was generally fine with. It was it just got too happy, <laughs> and I couldn't deal with it. Which is ironic in in, in that sense. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's any of the sad stuff just didn't like didn't really get me that. Like I was like I'm sad. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't cry to it. That wedding when told me it fucking broke. I was like, ugh, can't. Like, bro, you were my li- you were like you are my lifeline, bro. <laughs> right, you're the you're supposed to be unemotional and shitty. Like you can't tough, be uh, fucking, delinquent. can't be breaking. How, if you're not tough, how am I supposed to be tough? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh shit. Okay. Well, might as well. I mean, I will yeah. admit, I guess the the only episode, going back to Violent Evergarden, the only episode that almost got me in terms of just reacting was um the, 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 uh, the soldier, the soldier episode. 
Was it when they? Uh... It was a, <sighs> it was the one it was the one that where the where the kid, uh, he wanted to write a letter back to his family, and she's the one that delivered it back. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, like that one. That one, that one almost got me because of how the family reacted to the letter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It was some. It was something about that that it almost it made me react a little bit, but I didn't cry. But it was like, oh shit, this is like it's almost mm-hmm. like a reality yeah. check, almost like. But at the same right. time, it was like, uh, it's it's like seeing someone or especially a group of people that kind of have closure and also accept and be together at that moment. That was that was a moment of like, um relief i guess that like you know how if you're if if you've been tense for a tire for for a long time and then when you're given so much relief you... yeah yeah it was that kind of feeling i guess i got from that specific episode i feel that but like i mean i felt the exact same way with the fucking the the, the letter episode the letter, yeah where it was like it because it, it was building up to it so much like you had no idea what this what this lady was doing like, why are you writing letters? Your daughter wants your fucking attention. Like, spend time with her while you have it, because we know, we all know you're dying. And it turns out, like, oh, these are all letters for, like, when you turn such and such age. I'm like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be honest, that was that was a really cool episode. Like, I didn't react to it because I was so fascinated to, like, like, it was just amazing. Like, I like the the way that the entire thing was set up and how it was all executed, it was beautiful. Like it was, it wasn't something I was expecting to be honest. Like I thought it was like, I mean, I thought it was maybe like a like a. I don't know. I didn't think that it would go that route, which made the entire like the last what five minutes like more like it was more fulfilling, you know. Right. But I mean, this is I don't know. But this isn't about Val Evergarden. Uh. Well, then again, I think Violet Evergarden Tennelly is a good one-shot. I mean, no, because it's going to get a movie. Well, true. Yeah, it's about to get a movie. All right. So how, so how are we call, classifying, like, one-shots? So, so, like, is it just, like, one complete, like, series and or a movie, like, just by itself? Yes. Okay. Even, if, even if its source material might be bigger or still going on, like it in itself is, was only meant to have one season. Okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, I do have some like that. I was just kind of curious in terms of, like, how we were going to qualify certain series and whatnot, you know? All right. And also, I mean, a lot of mine are typical because I've talked, or at least one of them's typical because I've talked about it before. Um, uh, la, 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 la. So, uh, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the, these are something that I would rec- I would personally recommend as well. Um, uh huh. So, like, and in in terms of like just something easy to watch for for any level for any level of uh, weeaboo, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually, I just wanted to check something. I so I'm, I'm I was browsing through the mail, uh, like season to season or year to year thing, right? Just to see what was out, and I noticed it went all the way back to 1917. Wait, nineteen seventy? Yes. Huh. What's what was available to, at nineteen seventy? Uh, there was this. I don't even know if I want to call it an anime, but I guess it's on here. It's called Kachi Kachi Yama. 
There's nothing about it, but it was. It's. I don't know what it is. It's just an old drama, old cartoon drama. I mean, if it was animated, technically that can count. I mean, I can't, it's a cartoon from Japan that that qualifies. Yeah, I I I think so. That, that's see, that sounds about that sounds fair. Mm. Maybe. It's. I mean, who who am I these days to fucking to say what is or isn't an anime as long as it comes from Japan? Well, then again, we can't say that anymore because look at fucking uh, Tower of God. Yeah. Well, that's in that's in partnership with uh, Crunchyroll. Webtoon. And yeah, well, yeah, and both Crunchyroll. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Crunchyroll is the one that uh, that 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 uh that's working with Webtoon. Right, but it's like. Because it's Korean, like is it's it Korean anime based? because is it yeah it's, it's anime because it was drawn like like the it was the anime itself was made in Japan or is it not yeah. anime because the story came from Korea? I mean, are we, I I feel like we can go I, maybe we can go about it the base way just to make things simpler simpler because isn't anime just short for animated just in general? I mean, it is. So like just is. by it's, that basic definition, it should. Many things should technically qualify. Now we're talking about anime styled. That would be more specific to like Japan styled shows, you know. Well, yeah, but like then when you say that, like you could just say literally, oh yeah, fucking uh, uh, Steven Universe is anime, and no, we're not saying that because that's blasphemy. Like we can't just say like, oh, you know, re- realistically, it's all just animation. No, it's a brand. True, it is. I mean, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's also behind, like on the eyes of the on the eyes of the beholder. I don't think there's a style definition universally. I think it could be just more like it's it's completely subjective at this point in terms of just classifying it as is. Because like, uh, I mean, it's not though. Like I said, it's a brand. True. It's specifically a thing. Like when you say anime, you think of a specific thing. Maybe it's the style, like you said. Then that'd be that's one thing, but like, but then we call those things anime styled, right? Typically, when you think anime, you think of that specific brand. You think of like the you think of the fucking the, the Naruto's, the fucking Bleaches, the whatever you fucking watch, because when you grew up watching it, you knew like the difference between this and the cartoons you watch in America. It's the style, the language, the 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 atmosphere of how it all plays out. Specifically, being made in Japan, like I think that is that in itself solidifies as its brand. If it was made in Japan and it's a cartoon, it's an anime. True. Even if the story came from somewhere else. I think we can say that even if the story came from somewhere else or like the source material. So, for example, like, uh, what is it? That one Batman ninja movie that came out recently? Relatively oh. recently. Right, right, right. That, um, uh, it was like a Batman Samurai, Samurai series, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, where Batman was a ninja and like, uh, Joker was a, um, you know, whatever. It was like an Owen or something? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he was, but. Uh, that would be considered anime because while the story came from, you know, the the idea of it, you know, Batman and Joker came from America, it was still animated in Japan. True. So we would consider that anime. 
or like I know there's an X Men X Men series, uh, or either series or movies. I know there's a Blade one. Um, there's a few Korean ones outside of what uh, came from Webtoon. I think Noblesse and no Noblesse is coming out. Uh, there was there was a was it two? I don't know. Well, it was all Chinese. I think. Like the one, the one Chinese series. Uh, oh yeah, um, Chinese, what is it? Yeah. Um, what is it called? Uh, the Last Avatar, I think. Or Avatar? I think I so. Think? I think it was just yeah. Avatar. Yeah, the one, the one about the gamer, and whatnot. I know that one was a big hit as well. I don't. Know, I, I mean, there's also just a lot of fucking Chinese animations. Like, there's, there's, almost like oh, those anime then like, technically. I mean, no, because they're usually. Oh no, actually, some of them are very well animated. Right, I don't know. I feel like we, I feel like we can, we can sort of like, we can call anime for what it is because of its styling, you know, stylistic, stylistic, stylistic well, Then choices. you can call fucking Avatar anime, and it's not. I mean, what? You can call Boondocks of... anime, and it's not. <laughs> I feel like they probably took a few artists and have them do some of their shit. I mean, it's it's very possible. Mm-hmm. You can call Gumball anime because it had an anime episode. I mean, that because one Because Trigger animated it. Is... <laughs> but it was only one episode, though. It was only for that one episode. I'm saying. I it's... I, I just... I just think it has to be... I think it just has to be specific because if it's too broad, right. then... Uh... uh, uh if everyone just allows it just to be too broad, then what are what is anyone even talking about anymore? True. You know, you will never get a, a singular idea. But then, does it have to be a singular idea? Yes. Maybe as an identifier, yeah, to classify things. All right, I don't so think it if, limits uh, it to. I mean, I mean, it should. Because otherwise, you can't identify it, and if you can't identify it, then just what does it matter of having a culture around it? Well. True. I mean, we could. I could definitely say it's like a, it's a more. I won't say bias, but it's a, it's a culture around that's that that centers around specific ideals. You know, because like, um. So I feel like it has the same. I, have, I feel like it has the same sort of like, the same sort of reaction to pop culture, uh, pop culture in general. Except this is specifically for, like, TV animated shows or animated shows that can't that come from Japan and all. You know, mm-hmm. so, uh, I mean, obviously there's obviously there is you can it can definitely identify. I mean, we've come to a point where you can identify anime as something specifically that can come from Japan, so that's mm-hmm. no question about it. Um, I feel like it's only for argument's sake that we can only keep going when it, with this kind of a with this kind of explanation, you know, because I mean, I feel just like keep because at this what? point. Like the, at, this, at this point, I think the only the only term the only way that at least nowadays people today either classify anime as it's either it's like Pokemon or hentai. Like I feel like that's, that's a gen that's the general classification of how I guess if you want to go with a basic a, a basic description of what it is from a normie's perspective to just a generalized perspective as well, you know. I mean, but because you can make that distinction is is what I'm arguing is important. True. This is true. Uh, what was your main arguing point, though? Main arguing point, uh, from like wherever, however we got here, uh, because we were ch- supposed to be talking about one shots. 
Um, <laughs> what is it? Uh, uh, the main argument is that anime, uh, as someone more eloquent like Gigguk explained, is it is a brand, and when you when you say it, when you say anime, you automatically have an instant idea of what it is. Because if you just say cartoon, then you broaden it too wide. Right. If you just say animation, it makes it even broader. Yeah. That's and true. if everything's broad, then like it's then it's impossible to identify any almost identify anything. Yeah. It's kind of like if everything is special, then nothing is special in a sense. Right. Exactly. Okay. If everything's yeah. anime, then there is no anime. It's just it. It's, existence. it's nothing. It's just yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're having a big brain existent existential crisis now about animation. Right now, funny enough, this rem- this reminds me of something I came across, Duran. What? <laughs> some time ago. Uh, mm-hmm. apparently, I think this was back in two thousand. Yeah, this was back in two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, according to what is it? TV Asahi. Uh, I'm guessing mm-hmm. it's a TV station in Japan. Um, TV Asahi listed out like the the top 100 most popular like animated TV shows that they I guess that they broadcast on their network and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, Tom and Jerry came in as like the top 100. Uh, on wait, that list. wait, wait, wait! Say that one more time. Tom and Jerry, what? Tom and Jerry made the top 100 uh most popular animated TV series on their station back in 2005. What the f- According uh, to a, according in to a, in Japan, according to a, it was a public vote from Japanese viewers, uh, that voted for this top one hundred list, and Tom and Jerry made like uh fifty eight out of the one hundred of this list of majority anime. I think it, I think it's all anime. Yeah, besides Tom and Jerry. Well, but why? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I absolutely adore Tom and Jerry. Don't get me wrong, but like. Why? <laughs> I mean, why not? I guess. Fuck I mean, it. I, I don't know. Suppose. I don't know how they were able to. I don't know how they were able to broadcast it. They probably had some rights, I guess. But like, I didn't even know Tom and Jerry was internationally being broadcasted in general. Mm-hmm. I so. just. I mean, there's. Uh, to be honest, there's a lot of our shows like King of the Hill, Tom and Jerry. Yeah. I. I in fact, I think all of our. All, if not most, of our own cartoons are, uh, um, uh, world broadcast worldwide. Right. I mean, as best as it can be. So, I mean, it it, it doesn't really surprise me that it's <clears throat> people have been watching it. I'm just surprised it like got top. Yeah, I know. Like this is like this is like a <laughs> like a voting like a public vote from the from like viewers and shit. So. I mean, I guess people in Japan enjoyed Tom and Jerry as much as we did back in 2005. Yeah, I mean, fair. It was that good I, shit. I mean, that was probably their one-off series that they that they thought it was uh pretty fun. I mean, honestly, in, in, even in my adult life, like every so often, because I have a Verve account mm-hmm. and it has a boomerang on it, every so often oh. I just go watch fucking. <laughs> you just pop. It, I just pop, go and watch. And yeah, I just watch a little Tom and Jerry. Well, there we go. Okay, well, I just thought that was sort of funny because this, this conversation reminded me of this one instant and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I think recently, too, I think I saw like a Twitter thread somewhere that uh, I think Japanese 
there are Japanese people that are like debating with other Japanese people to whether to watch King of the Hill subbed or dubbed. <laughs> right. I remember. I remember. I remember that argument. <laughs> like that was a whole thing back in Japan or shit. So, I mean, we have our own. We do have our own IPs that are you know very unique in terms of mm-hmm. our, I guess from an American standpoint. So. I feel like we all have everything to offer, everything to offer, but in our case, we're these are American cartoons, you know. In this case, mm-hmm. where Japan has like anime, so. right? But that's but again, that's that's why it kind of needs to be different. I don't know what I'm pretty sure the Japanese would call our cartoons. They I think they would still call it anime. I'm not I I believe they do. So mm-hmm. to them, it's a little bit more broad. But just for the sake of identifying it apart from it because it is different Mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely uh it's like i mean i don't know it's just it's it's just it's just kind of weird it's just kind of interesting like our cartoons are popular over there and their anime is popular over here and shit like that's just interesting to me i mean it's it's a it's a good way to like uh not blend cultures but like share 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 cultural influence Right, you know, because like, because we're all you know, we're all on this big marble of a planet. So if we keep to ourselves, we would never have gotten anime. You know, it's true. You know, we we probably would have gotten something close. Maybe eventually, I don't know. Disney would have probably expanded to a certain point, but I'm sure you know, cross examining like works from around the world, uh, definitely. Provides a great, a, a positive influence uh, among each other, especially with artists and stuff like that within the industry. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, let's 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 get let's get to our our one shots, Jaron. Um, you want to start it off? Uh, so actually, my kind of question about this is yeah, how so, many? Because I'm mean, I'm just kind of going through a lot of stuff right now and. <laughs> I'm just kind of saving things like, oh yeah, that's a one that that doesn't have a second season, nor will it. That was good. I enjoyed that, and I'm just slowly building this fucking I mean, tab go as, behemoth. Go as many as you want. I personally only have like, uh, well, I've got like two plus like a whole fucking studio, exact <laughs> as well. A whole studio? What? Yeah. Oh, I'll 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 explain. <laughs> All right. Fair. So, uh, yeah. well, I guess to start us off, and these are actually like more, I guess, not just one shots because there's, you know, there's plenty of, um, there's plenty of, uh, one shots that are out there, but I guess these are more so ones that we thoroughly enjoyed, right? Oh, and would it... genuinely recommend. And uh, how about this too? Like it's it's like uh. I'll add this as well, I guess, to help uh-huh. help uh, with your search. Um, let's say, like, uh, I guess the way I wanted to, I guess, describe the one shots is like something you never plan on watching, but you ended up finding it. Like it was a discovery. Like it was a it was a one shot discovery that you found and ended up watching oh. entirely and enjoying. Like it wasn't like you didn't. It wasn't planned in the season. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't. You didn't have prior news. You kind of ran into it. Like it's either you were looking for a series or. You found a recommendation you found, and that's what you got. Like, it's either something older or, like, relatively recent. But you never, like, followed it. It was sort of 
your own discovery. Like it wasn't necessarily recommended to you. You just kind of were going around and it's like, oh, I'll watch that. Yeah, exactly. So I think okay. I, I feel like that'll probably help so many uh, starting off with. All right, fair, 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 fair. Uh, that does not. I, well, no, that 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 does help, but that does help. It it does cut off like maybe one or two. <laughs> well, <laughs> glad I could help. <laughs> uh, no, no, never mind. It cuts off a few. It cuts off a few. Well, uh, well but yeah. We, so we, I'll start we can, off. We can we can keep we can keep as long as we keep within like the two hour mark. I guess you know. I mean, I mean, yeah. Because honestly, about... I could just, I could honestly just keep going through the seasons and just finding shit. <laughs> right, exactly. But like, I guess, I guess with the new editor rules, I just try to like, I guess, remember if you kind of either found it or it was sort of like you discovered it on your own somehow. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I get you. All right, so to start off with, uh, I'm I've recommended both. Of, no, okay. Now I've recommended this one before because I did genuinely just kind of stumble upon it while I was just looking for shit to watch because the art style intrigued me. It's uh Kanata Gatari. Oh, it's not part of the Mono Gatari series because that's usually most people's first thought. It's like, oh, Gatari is part of no. It's completely different. It's the one about uh this martial artist who uses a fighting style specifically meant to destroy swords. And this girl that finds him, and he and she uh, gains his support in destroying all these, like, cursed swords around... Or not destroying them, collecting all these cursed swords around Japan to uh, present to... I believe, I believe it was to her father, or present to the emperor for some reason, because the swords were bad... For a reason. I don't remember. It's been a very long time. <laughs> but um I recommend it because one, it's a it's an amazing love story that I believe I spoiled in a previous episode. But for newer viewers, I won't. I'm pretty sure I did. Actually, I'm more than positive that I did. Alright. <laughs> but because we're doing recommendations this time, I won't spoil anything. Um Got an amazing love story. It's pretty compelling for the main, uh, for all of the characters. Even if the main character seems a little bit bland, because he kind of is, he's just a really flat, like chill dude. Like after a while, like he gets his own personal stake into it, right? Because of the things going on with family, the girl that um, uh, gets his employ, a bunch of shit like that. It's just, and just, and to top it off, that, like I said, the fucking art style, like, oh my god, it's so damn vibrant. I would have to compare it to, like, um, oh, what would be a good comparison? It's like watching a Japanese painting just coming to life. Because, mm. I mean, uh, okay, if, if, if you've ever watched Okami, just imagine, like, a more anime version of that. Right. I'm surprised Studio Shaft didn't even try to, like, uh, back this project up. I guess yeah, it was done by uh, White Fox back in 2000... 2010. White Fox also did like uh, ReZero, Akame Got Kill, 
uh, Goblin Slayer, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, big studio. Ironscape. Yeah, it's pretty big, pretty big studio. They've got a they they they. I mean, just from more recent shows, we know that uh, they've got a great art. They've got a they're a good they're a great studio. So mm-hmm. um, they did exceedingly well with that and how it looks. Uh, absolutely adore it. Um, after that, let's see what we got here. Uh, more for an et- more of an etchy recommendation. This one's a. I guess it's two core, so I mean that counts. Yeah, it yeah. Counts. Uh, it's Witchblade. Oh, I know I've talked to you about this. And is, is this is this a hentai or is it like a really etchy like post to like? No, it's just line. really etchy. Oh, okay. It's just really, really etchy. <laughs> um, etchy meaning it's a perverted anime. Right. Um, I don't exactly remember how I found it. I think it was again. It was just a simple thing. I saw tits. I started watching. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so it's you're a simple man. I'm a simple man, but I guess what sets this, sets this apart from a lot of other etchy anime that I guess it would either be similar or just I just clicked on it because there were tits is that the story was genuinely interesting and the action was absolutely to die for. Mm. It's like it, it's like it's got such an interesting concept. It's like so it's called Witchblade. Basically, uh, all these women are able to transform into these, like, almost not, I don't want to say battle demons, but effectively that. And, like, they, they're they just so fucking visceral with each other. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's, 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 it would be gruesome if they didn't bleed essentially semen. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, shit. Because, like, when you, when they cut each other, like, it's not, it's not blood. It's, like, white shit. So, I mean, maybe that was their own way of censorship. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe. <laughs> I fucking guess. Did, did, like, they, make it, did just... they make any like comment about the specific way they bled, or was that just how? I'm pre- it they, I imagine they did, but like, I, it's it's been such a long time since I watched it. Came out in yeah. 2006. I don't. I don't. Th- I'm pretty sure I didn't watch it when it was uh, airing, or maybe I did. I don't know. Oh, but I jumped into it, and it was like it, I just specifically remember the battles were like. Really intense, very well animated. The girls themselves were very well animated. That's the other thing. Their designs for like their monstrous forms are so fucking cool. Like, yeah, they're sexy, but like on the other hand, like just the main girl is like, it's just so cool. It's like this like sub fantasy sci fi kind of demon look. I love it. Now, is that the one with red hair or like the lowly in the back? I'm I'm looking at the poster. Okay. Right, right. So the other the other side of it is that. The main the main character, she's on the run from like the uh, welfare a- agency, the child protection welfare where welfare agency, mm-hmm. because she technically doesn't. Ma- I don't think she makes enough money to really. Um, or something happened where they're trying to take her daughter away from her. Mm. Um. So she's on the run with her daughter. The lollies is her daughter. So it's just kind of this oh. dual thing where she's fighting all these other women. As well as trying to keep her daughter uh, safe and protected, so it's just a, this right. really nice like motherhood thing, and the oh. fights are good, the animation's good, it's hot, like it's just like, all around good. Despite all the tits, it's a it's a tender, loving story about motherhood. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you ever get a chance to uh, check out Witchblade, it's an oldie, came out in two thousand six, like I said, but f- even for its time, it was pretty well animated. Yeah, it looks um, like it holds up really well. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I, I could even easily see this coming out today. Mm. Um, next up, I found. Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't know how I. Ran, oh, I know how I ran into this. So it's Welcome to the NHK or Nichi K NHK Ni Yokuso. Mm, right. I'm. I remember. I I watched it off of your recommendation. <laughs> That's so yeah. just a little side note. Um. I believe I found this because I watched an AMV, an AMV being an anime music video, where I just saw, like, this, the main character, I think he, either he was getting high or something, and, like, all his fridges and, like, his, all his u utilities started moving around and doing weird shit. So I was like, huh, this looks kind of trippy. I might check it out. So I watched the first episode, and, and I was like, all right, interesting concept. He's a fucking neat that doesn't do anything. Uh, I'll continue. Or not? Not a neat. He's hikikomori. Yeah. Well, uh, which it, is those different because. Or no. Um. I thought a neat was just a way to like, uh, sort of like. I think the. I guess they're the same thing. Yeah. Because like I know. Because. It's not. Cause I thought. I thought the hikikomori was like the specific kind of living circumstance, and the neat was just how he was classified status-wise by society. Right, so Hikikomori doesn't leave his house. A neat is no, not in employment, education, or training. So he's yeah. just not doing anything. So you can be a neat and leave the house, but you're just not doing anything. So yeah, that uh, that all right. This is the anime that taught me the difference. But um, basically, it's about like like I said, it's about this guy that. Due to certain circ because he basically got not shat on all his life, he's pretty. He's actually a pretty regular dude. Because he's been discouraged because he failed a few times in attempting to like exist as a person, he just shut himself away, and it's pretty much based on like this girl showing up and like essentially like giving him a breath of fresh air and thrusting him back into, like, life. Of course, the fun thing about this is that he fails a couple times. He still fails several times. In fact, um, that's probably the best part of it is that he never... You never think he's ever going to get better. He, he's making, he makes improvements, but you, don't, you never think he's going to uh, get better until either he does or he doesn't. I can't. Right. I can't say because again, I don't want to spoil it. But it's also an oldie. Came out in two thousand six. Uh, I'll say this too. Back when I, I think back when I watched this, it was back in high school, and mm -hmm. yeah, same. Like my entertainment from it was sort of like interesting because I couldn't, I couldn't relate during that time. It was like, oh, is this? He's a useless adult. Uh oh, well, you know, it, it, it almost, it was almost like a, I guess watching a good. It was almost like uh, acting as a role model for what you should probably not do or if you fail you can you should be able to like uh move yourself forward and stuff like that mm -hmm. um i guess any adult that watches it uh be mindful of how real it can get sometimes maybe i don't know yeah it can get pretty real because this guy is he's not a good person <laughs> he is do not do not root for the main character he is not a good person he tries to be but he is not right Cause like you know, it may it may strike too close to home to some people, um, especially nowadays. 
Yeah, like if I probably if I probably rewatched it now as an adult, um, I probably feel a little bit more attacked <laughs> personally. I guess mm-hmm. maybe. Cause honestly, when um, what's the anime this season? It's called a like, Yesterday or something like that. Yeah, Yesterday will Utate. Like fuck. <laughs> yeah, when I when when I read the synopsis for it, I'm like, this is this is like a more mature version of the Welcome to the NHK. Yeah, and for for me, that's a, that's that's caught up with it. Just a little side note. I feel personally mm-hmm. attacked. Just because I'm just recently <laughs> finding out that the uh, main character is a photographer, and um, I mean it's not that's not that's not the only aspect of it, but like a lot of the way, a lot of the things how they use that specific trait of his to mm-hmm. give him pers- give him his personality, um, it almost pisses me off because I can under- I honestly relate to wh- whatever he's also feeling and thinking sometimes. Right, just like with uh, photo photo Kano, right? No, I see. <laughs> Photo Kano is a disgrace. Ah, yeah. Everyone, I mean, for those for new for new listeners for new listeners out there that don't know, I mean, Photo Kano is a bit of a disdain. Not be, not because it's a bad anime. No, it was it's done beautifully well. It's like a standard harem series, but like the way it uses photography as its, I guess, uh, what is it? Plot armor or plot device, mm-hmm. man. It's it's. It's, I, I want to say it's insulting, but it's like it's, it's like. Well, no, Fun Okana wasn't a harem. It was wasn't that an arc based one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a harem. It was yeah, it was arc based. Like um, you you would focus on a different girl every three episodes. Um, yeah. if it was like literally girl. time would like almost re would reset. Actually, I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, it was it basically since like essentially like time reset, and you would follow as if this guy never talked to any of the other girls. Or yeah, maybe it's kinda like. It's like following different yeah. paths. You know, it's like if yeah. it, let's say the guy, let's say the main character uh, decided to uh, associate more with this girl. This is this is these are the episodes that would relate and what would happen. Essentially, mm-hmm. I mean, n- no offense, but I th- I think I think the reason why I, no, you know, this is offense to me. I think the reason why it pissed me off because I used to, <laughs> I know exactly how it feel how he feels, except none of that ever worked out for me. It's it's the exact opposite. <laughs> In terms of how it resulted in, like, I was that kid, but I never got those endings. That's what pisses me off. It's like it's it's like it's gloating in my face. Like, oh, look at this. This is uh, this is how it went. Even though this person is doing the same thing, the only difference is a uh, anime. Yeah, no fucking shit. Is it insulting yeah. to my pride? That's what it is. Like, I'm just as good. <laughs> Why can't? <laughs> Where's my hair? <laughs> exactly. Where are my where are my good endings? Ugh, fuck it's okay, Jomel. No, it's not. Now you're swole. <laughs> true. This is true. But like the main character is like a he's a, a normal high schooler. Yeah, but I look like, like I look like a delinquent from like the uh, from like the all boys school. Be like mm, it's setting some sort of code 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 you know, all that shit. Right. God damn. All right, let's keep okay. going. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh-huh. I don't need this attack. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> I, I need to be protected. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I am not in the same Also, uh, Photocana was a good one shot because that didn't have a second season. It. D- I don't want to admit it, but sure. Why the fuck not? <laughs> it's a one um, shot if you're curious. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to... Yeah, so so my next one is actually a little special to me because it's called uh, Seirei no Morbito. 
or Morbito, Guardian of the Spirit. Hmm. So the reason why this one was special, um, outside of like the action, the art style, and all that stuff, I remember way back when, uh, 2007, I was, you know, after, you know, Saturday nights, you're fucking watching Toonami, you're just having a good time. This would always come on. I did not, I did not know a single thing about it. I just knew it came on. It was like, this is, this has got a pretty grounded art style. Like there's no, like, it's not like super duper high action, but it's like what action it did have was pretty spectacular just on a, like a technical standpoint. Cause like everybody used fucking spears and it was just how, how creative can you get with a spear and fighting, fighting in real life essentially. Right. Um, but like, it was such an interesting show, but I never like stuck with it because I guess I was too young to really appreciate it. So it was like, what was it called again? I think it was just about like ten years later. Literally, I, I just it just hit me like, what was that one show with the spears? What was so it I just again, I bro? searched around the internet for it. What? What was it, what was it called again? It's called Seirei no uh, Moribito, or Mor- Moribito. Guardian of the Spirit. I guess you could just t- type in Guardian of the Spirit, okay. M O R, and you'll get it. Got it. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. This look. This definitely looks more. I guess mature in terms of like its themes and stuff. Right. So I couldn't appreciate it back then, but like, like ten or so years later, I, I it just kind of hit me. Like, what was that one show? So I went. I sur- I scoured the internet now for it, and I found it, and I I binged it straight through, and I was like holy shit this was good like it was like back then like i was like yeah the action scenes were great but like really coming back to them like holy fucking like they were like beyond technical i mean the ones that were like realistic they got into weird spirit shit later on but like when she fought when the main lady fought people it was just so i loved it because it was just so like realistic like I, that's just base way I said it. it was just so high skill in how they fought. I was I was enamored with it. The story itself wasn't. Um, it it was a pretty cool story. Uh, the um main character, she's kind of like a mercenary essentially. She wandered place from place, getting money to fight people essentially, and she came upon the prince of the kingdom that she was in through whatever circumstances, I guess they were trying to assassinate him or his, whoever was betraying was trying to assassinate him because he was special in some way, or he was the next ruler. And he came upon the, the main girl, uh, as she was traveling. And I think somebody was with her or with the, the prince and she, and he beseeched, uh, the main character to take care of him and take him somewhere to like fulfill his destiny and i mean it's a pretty simple story of just them traveling uh her fighting off assassins and shit like that but it was like it it was it hit me differently back then because out of all the shows that i was watching at the time that one was the most like serious and like i just appreciate i i guess even in my adolescent mind i could appreciate I could just appreciate it, even though I didn't follow it further. It's just like anytime it was on, I watched it. At times it felt boring because like there was a lot of talking. I was like, get on to the action. But like, even then, like I, it's not like I stopped watching the episode, even if it was boring. Like I just, some part of me knew like, this is probably really good. 
but I'm glad I found it later on and watched it. So it's a it's a good action anime. Um, it's not the best in the world, but it's definitely like, um, well, I mean, even looking at the some of the fucking reviews, people are rating it pretty high. So it's pretty damn good, I guess. <laughs> uh, but uh, definitely give it a watch. Mori Bito, Guardian of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, these next few are just gonna be like a few comedy anime that uh, didn't really didn't have extra seasons that I just thoroughly enjoyed. Um, there's one called Common Nomad Guy. Uh, imagine you have a JoJo character as your fucking personal maid. Oh, I think I've seen this around just in general. Yeah. So this one was also a little special because this, you know, again, older anime, 2008, this was around that special time where people were allowed to have not necessarily cameo. No, yeah, literally cameos of other characters from other series. Like, for example, I specifically remember there were times where you could see, like, the cast from Death Note just walking past. Ah. Uh, well, actually... And shit like that. I think it's because it's done by the same studio. That's probably why. Oh, is that why? Then I guess that's why. But, um... Made Guy was a... Was a, was a it's an etchy... Mainly because of the main the main character, she's got her whole like character is that she's determined and has big boobs, and that's a problem. Mm. Um, so like the whole comedy just re- revolves around this fucking because okay, she has two maids. There's maid guy who's just this big buff fucking shark tooth idiot that just. Like he's super headstrong in what he thinks is best for our main girl, so he's just he's just essentially doing all these asinine things, and it's literally just damage control from whatever he's doing, or them trying, or him and his coworker, who's his other just she looks like a regular maid, but I think she's like a trained assassin or something, and it's just them trying to help her through daily life, and I don't, I don't remember why. They got it made. Um, oh, she's she's a surviving heir of like a like some sort of tycoon or something. Mm. So, oh, right, that's the whole thing. Uh, there was a bunch of people trying to like kill her or do something, kidnap her because she was gonna inherit all this money when she turned eighteen. And so, what was the purpose of maid guy then? They were there to protect her. Oh, okay. And he just, it's just. Hey, look! I have an eccentric fucking maid, and he's trying to help me through life. Mm. And he always wears a mask, hence why his, his name was literally Maid Guy. Like he didn't have a name. It but, looks like eccentric was a little, is a little understated. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also, uh, one of the highlights of this show is that its opening is fucking bomb as fuck. <laughs> Like it's it's got a good rock theme. It's got fucking oh, it's so good. In fact, I'm gonna probably listen to it a little bit while Joe Mel goes through his list. It's also, um, it's also kind of funny, Jaron. What? Madhouse also did fuck Orokano. Uh, yeah, didn't they? It's funny. It's funny. Honestly, how... you can just <laughs> funny how things work, huh? Yeah, definitely. Um, so there's that. The next one is, oh, the girl that leapt through space. Oh, the movie? 
No, not the movie. The, oh, the series. Oh, wait, the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can. I always confuse it with the girl that left through time. That's the movie. Yeah, That's yeah. A different movie. The girl that right. left through space. Yeah, um, I remember that. Holy shit. I don't remember at all how I found this or why. I think it was because like I saw the poster for it and there was a girl that was hot and I was like, all right, I'll watch it. I, but I, holy I shit, was I in for a fucking like ride? Not drone. I mean, correct correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like. Because I, I, I was watching it at the same time, too. I want to, I don't know. I want to say that I kind of at least mentioned it to you, maybe back in high school. Did maybe. you? Because I drew, I remember, that was one of the ones I did discover as well, back in the, back in, back in high school and stuff like that. Because I, it's either that or we, t- we both talked about it at some point. I remember we were having a conversation about it. So I feel like one I of us. I think it was just that we both happened to watch it. Because I don't, rem- I don't, I mean, there's a lot of shit I don't remember from high school. But like, I don't specifically remember anyone mentioning it to me. Huh. Probably then, yeah. Because I do remember watching I mean, it as well. Right. But, like... But, yeah, you, you can go through it. Because I, I remember... I, I This is giving me a lot of, like, nostalgia right now. <laughs> right. Like, I can't I can't even begin to remember what the actual plot was. Uh, Just... Not even the fucking synopsis really gives you anything. Yeah. But I specifically remember this one character. Uh, The main girl was, like... Not stuck on a ship, but she was like stuck with a ship, and it's AI. The AI's name was Leopard. Holy shit, was he's he's like still? I think to this day, I should watch his anime again. But to this day, he's listed as one of my favorite characters on Mal. <laughs> like he, it is he is such a fucking shitter. Like he is, he's just this fucking like diamond eye looking fucking AI that's just dick around on a ship causing so much so much trouble for the main girl i love it so much I he's mean, such an asshole i mean <laughs> i mean it's the wonder but i love it his fuck his fucking voice actor is really po- it's it's he's a big name voice actor as well like oh yeah talking, uh fukuyama jun yeah we're talking about like koro sensei as well as like oh he Belush. did koro sensei yeah he is koro sensei that's, that's why i recognized oh, koro sensei when i first heard him like wait a minute i know this fucking uh uh superiority way of speaking like i've I, right. i've i've heard this before and then lelouch he also did lelouch as well from code geass huh so like well shit yeah that's i guess that's why i <laughs> fell in love with him because he he literally he did so well like it oh my god it's just all of his manner his manners of speaking were just so fucking goofy like he was just hot shit, right? like <laughs> just hot shit like it was like he was just spewing bullshit left and right and i i couldn't i just could not get enough I honestly the, couldn't. Because wasn't the joke that, like, I guess he was, like, uh, considered to be, like, a useless AI? Yeah, uh, but, like, he just so happened to be, I think, in one of those most advanced ships to date. Right. He just, he I just think that asshole. was the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And somehow she got on the ship and just essentially just traveled around the universe with him, with this, I think, this cop chasing them and something about a girl with a cat hat i mean I, it's, the only thing i can remember was like giant satellites and space yeah <laughs> like i don't know it was weird but like it i remember having a genuine good time with this show yeah i don't like, I, if you, if you don't like watch it for any other reason it'd be for leopard <laughs> yeah that's true i mean that's probably that's like the only thing i remember from the show was leopard's like way of speaking or like just him being him, yeah. 
Yeah, some of these I actually really want to rewatch. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, but uh, my last one's going to be uh, what's called need needless. Uh, I was wondering. I was wondering when you were gonna pull that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, or as they pronounce it, needless. Because I don't think we've I don't think the... we've talked about this extensively on the podcast. I remember, I know personally I don't we think... have. I uh, yeah, I don't think I honestly don't think we have. So I can only imagine the reason why I found this is because like I saw it and was like, oh that that looks like Gurren Wagon. I'm gonna watch it. And <laughs> so I I did and like uh, how do how do I even begin to talk about this? Like it's so. I mean, I, I again, I never watched it to be honest. You didn't? I've I I don't I don't think I ever came around. I remember I remember going to, but then I never came around. Well, I mean, it's honestly shit. That if I remember correctly, like this was just like a, a hella good action series. By the I'm way, sure every that. anime that we've mentioned so far has been like twenty four twenty four to twenty six anime episodes. Yeah, like back in the older oldie days when a lot of things were like more than 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do, what I do remember is the ending. I do remember the ending of this series for some reason. I vaguely remember it. Like, I, 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 I almost beg to say that I didn't see the ending mm-hmm. because back then it was not strange for me to be watching something, forget about it, and just never come back to it. Right. But I don't <laughs> remember the ending. I just remember everyone had really weird powers, and it was really cool. It was kind of like a... It was kind of like if Kill a Kill was more post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. and um, and s- s- no, no, I guess Kill a Kill's not a great uh uh comparison. It, uh, what would be a good good comparison for it? Um, everyone had a strange power. It's kind of a at the beginning was like you know battle of our weird power of the day. Who are we fighting today? Um. And then when it got closer to the ending, it was more so about whatever was going on with the main the main character, Black Adam Blade, and this other organization. And the actual main character was just this, I think he was just a powerless child or kid that just so happened to just be around all the time. Right. Um, but honestly, I don't remember much about it outside of just the... The really fun um, uh, fights and the over-the-top personality from fucking Blade <laughs> from Adam. But I just I do remember just having a ton of fun with it. Um, but if you just if you're looking for a a solid action anime where you don't have to think too much because I don't it gets a little convoluted, but in the anime way of convoluted oh you're actually the i'm just gonna take a stab in the dark about what the plot was adam's actually the 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 god king of the area when he when the black spots appeared around the country and gave people powers he was the he was one of the original seven deadly sins i don't fucking know but you know it some goofy shit because i do not remember the plot being asinine but it was just a lot i just remember it being a lot of fun you know, it was one of those where every t- attack they shout out to the top of their lungs. Like, I remember one of the side characters, he had, like, powers. Uh, he, like, fire powers, and, like, his main attack was just called Little Boy. He'd just <laughs> say, Little Boy, and fire out a fucking 
fireball. Like it was, ah, I loved it. It wasn't until later that I realized Little Boy was in reference to um, a style of star. Oh, okay. I figured it was like. Because it, I don't know. It just, I, I never knew why he shouted Little Boy. Like that's so weird. But sure, I'll go with it because you're saying saying it in a cool way. But it wasn't until maybe like a year ago that I found out Little Boy is a type of star. Oh, okay. I figured it was like a. I thought it was like a nuke, like a like a nuke reference or something i mean that could that could be it was either it was either that or a star i don't i honestly don't remember i mean both are very dangerous regardless yeah uh but um what was it uh that's pretty much it for what i've found so far cuz like i said i was just kind of going through Back then, if you want to, if you want to uh, go ahead, jump out with yours. All right. Um, by the way, guys, each all of the series will be list will be listed in the in in the uh, episode's description as well. So if you guys want to just check it out, I'll list I'll list them all on there for you guys, so you don't have to time skip to figure out what uh, which ones we're talking about. Um, for me. We'll have to go. Well, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm actually gonna do this in, in chronological order, I guess. Because in oh, terms of I like, do want to retract real quick. I just want to yeah. retract one thing. Yeah, it up? wasn't the opening. It was the ending. What about the ending? It. That's what was bomb as fuck. Like the etchy, because I remember it was very etchy. The ending. The ending. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might be. I just remember the music. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so for me, I'm I'm gonna have to travel back in time a little bit because uh I'm go- I'm going about it I guess in a timeline way, in terms of like we, I mean we were already back there. I was all up in fucking two thousand five, two thousand nine. Yeah, I know. Because I, I realized like all all those all those series I think have are are um sub twenty ten, so what golden age is that is that how we're classifying that era, mid two thousands uh up. the golden age. I mean, I guess because uh, that's like because that's. Yeah, I think so. Because in like the turn of the millennia, that was like, um, not much was happening in the turn of the millennia besides like Gundam and um, what is it? I mean, that's that's the when uh, like working start and uh, oh, like you mean like, wait, what exactly do you mean? I'm talking about like uh, the 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 age uh, the age of certain of certain anime. Like I, f- I feel like from two thousand to like twenty ten is like the golden age of like bangers that kind of came out during that time. That were you? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Usually, usually they were like twenty four episodes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're I right. mean, all all mine right now are like from like two thousand. I think the earliest is like two thousand and uh, what's this? Two thousand and six. Yeah. So so far, oh, two, uh, the earliest I have is two thousand five. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of dates. I mean, it's it's just a fact of the matter. Like, even like, it again. It could be just the sake for the fact of like nostalgia goggles and shit like that. Um, but like, these shows were just I I if I remember correctly, and hopefully <laughs> I do. They just really were that good, right? I mean, because I don't know. I I don't think it's something because the reason why I like do I I like bringing up this segment with the one shots because like. I don't think this we have anything to do with bias at this point because I want I wanted us to revisit stuff that we like 
that impacted us in terms of remembering the series in terms of how we enjoyed it, how we viewed it at that time, you know? Because, like, I mean, technically, yeah, we, did, we didn't watch everything at the time of the year, but, like, you know, later later down where everything was already there, that's when we watched mm-hmm. it. Like, um, like, for example, the first one I want to talk about is uh, Lucky Star. <laughs> I, that was on my list, but I think I watched that on your recommendation. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I don't I don't exactly remember how I ran into uh, I Lucky mean, Star, but Luck- I guess that's the that's the magic of it. Yeah, because Lucky Star Lucky Star is not something you like look for, nor do you like I guess follow to like try to try to watch. Because there's mm-hmm. a funny there's actually a funny story behind me discovering Lucky Star as as the anime. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is back in like uh when did uh, Sma- uh Smash Brawl came out? Was that 08? Oh, that came out. Whew. Either 08 or 09. I know it was in high school, definitely, but I can't. Yeah, that was definitely here. in high school. Uh, Smash 3. Oh, uh, uh, Brawl. When did that come out? Um, That came out in. Two thousand eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, just just picture now. Two thousand eight. I'm a freshman in high school during this time. Itty be little Jomel, you know, all plumping. Teeny tiny. Uh, teeny tiny and all uh uh, uh Shota like, right? Um. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You. Yeah. And if I'm. <laughs> yeah. You definitely look like a fucking a child. <laughs> um. Back. I think so. The reason why I asked about brawl is because like during that time. I don't know what I was looking up. I I think I was probably like looking up um because back then I was I was reintrod back until two thousand eight when I started high school I was reintroduced to anime because I didn't know it was a medium you could discover beyond TV like beyond tsunami. Mm-hmm. And uh during that time, Brawl was Smash Brawl was out and I guess I was looking up like different AMVs during that time as well. And mm-hmm. there happened to be there happened to be like an AMV uh, that was titled I think uh. Smash Brawl anime, and what well, what contained in that video was that uh there was an art there were there was an artist that actually overlaid like the Smash characters on top of all the characters from Lucky Star, what? and exactly yeah exactly and I was like yo is there like is there an actual like uh Smash anime so I I was like doing intensive research basically just googling and mm. like, <laughs> YouTubing everything like oh is there an actual like uh, like Smash, like I was like Smash, like Super Smash Bros. Anime, Smash Anime, Rhyme. I, it all came up with the same, the same uh, AMV. Like just all the characters kind of like overlaid with just different Smash characters. And then, but the one thing that kept coming up in, uh, at least in a lot of my searches, was like Lucky Star. But I was like, what is Lucky Star? I, I, I did. I thought that was a song name because it overlaid the song of the opening. Uh, yeah. During that, during that AMV, so I was like, oh, is that the name of the song? Maybe, maybe if I look that up, maybe I can further discover if there's a if there's a smash anime and then lo and behold, I found out, uh, it was actually, those are just artist and Im- artist impressions of just characters that were, uh, used as templates to make the characters. They, they essentially use the characters from lucky star, um, as templates. Right. When I discovered that I was like, Oh, well maybe cause I, I, so I, so when I discovered that, I had the naive impression that okay, so maybe Lucky Star is the name of the anime that includes Smash Brawl characters. Like, I, that's what that, that was my initial impression in terms of how it was. Turns out it was not exactly how it was, but not at all. Not at not at all. <laughs> to this day, Lucky Star hap- Lucky Star is probably my the one anime 
I can default to if I have absolutely nothing to watch. And I think it's because of how normal it is. Like, if you want to talk about, like, slice of life anime, I feel like Lucky Star is probably one of the most qualified to at least embody the slice of life tag. Just because... That is true. ...of how how the story is driven. It's based off of a four-coma manga, but the way its story dri- is driven is just four... It just follows the daily lives of four high school characters going through high school and graduating and shit like that. Or not even graduating, right, just cause... having them go through high school, their, their third year and fourth year of high school. Or, sorry, second year and third year of high school. Right, and if I remember correctly, the, like, the... I guess one of the things that truly sets it apart from other slice of life stories is that it was it never had a story it was literally just these girls just existing yeah like it was it was a seinfeld of anime if i want to put it precisely yeah yeah because like because not only that because the reason why i say that too it was relevant in terms of the the time because a lot of the stuff they Mm -hmm. talk about and a lot of like subjects and topics they talk about are real are meta during 2007 so right from like for like, example yeah oh i mean you're probably about to mention it go ahead no no, no i wasn't i wasn't go ahead <laughs> well i was gonna say like for example like one of the meta things that they would talk about is like kanata one of her favorite anime was haruhi uh, suzumiya uh the melancholy of haruhi suzumiya and she would like there were several episodes where she would cosplay or no, there was a specific episode where she would cosplay as Haruhi, and I think there was one point where she was doing the dance. Like, I oh, think yeah. it was that same episode where she was doing the dance uh, yeah. from uh, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah. Now, seasoned, veteran, seasoned veterans can, will, will recognize, because it's, fun, it's funny how you say that, Jerome, because, like, the voice actor for both the Japanese and the English is actually done by the same person that did voice Haruhi Susan Mia from that series. Mm-hmm. And also both are done by KyoAni. Like this is one one of KyoAni's first first few animations from back in the day. This is back when they like this is before the Moe blob of uh of Kaon. Like this was like simple Moe at the time. Right. So like like to to this date, I think last month. I've rewatched the entire series the sev- for the seventh time. Seventh, God damn, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, if how do how how do I want to describe it? Lucky Star is like one of the mo- Lucky Star is also one of the safest anime you can watch in public. Like, safe in terms of just content, because it literally it's it nothing really goes on. They they talk about uh mundane shit. They talk about daily life. They complain about what happened like yesterday or some shit or. Um, what I like, I guess what I love about the, having it be a four coma style is that the way the the way they have conversations, it's very coherent, and it it ends up just being it almost it almost sounds like it's rambling, but at the same time it's not like they're literally just having conversations about like oh, um, what side of a chocolate coronet do you think is the head, and then each one it, it, every person like has their own opinion, and then they kind of m- have a mini debate about like oh maybe it's this and that, and then. It div- and then it derails to like, oh well, uh, so how about what about what about a, tra- uh, a strawberry shortcake? Do you do you leave the strawberry, uh, for last after, uh, or do you eat it with the cake along? You know, if you're eating it, and then it's just it, the the way it presents itself as like a mundane slice of life series is also what makes it so I guess unique almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I 
I kind of I I like. It's almost like we're because whenever I watch it, it's almost like I'm part of the conversation because I can't necessarily reply. But it's you're literally hanging out with these characters, you know, day day to day. So yeah, that's pretty much how it felt. It's just like there was so little going on. You just kind of felt sucked into their conversation because that's literally all it was. It was just them talking about just their just what was going on in their life at the time. It was like. There's girls enjoying high school. So, I I mean, outside of, you know, girls enjoying high school, everything else that they were talking about was just so relatable. Right, exactly. And a bit of a side note, I did the math. Like, so 2007 is the day is also the year they graduated on this stuff. So all the characters would have been like 30 by by 2020, uh, by 2020 year. So I don't know, because when I when I went back and watched it, it's almost like I was watching a uh, like like a whole movie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I. (laughs) I remember when when this was a thing, like you know, because watching because I guess one of the minor things is like watching the characters have like flip phones and shit and like SMS talk uh, talking about how they SMS each other whenever they have to talk and shit. Uh, through text. Right. Like a lot of that. I mean, obviously, a lot of it's a lot of the content is dated, but it's almost like a nostalgia trip at the same time. I mean, it's. I think you know what that that's a fair point. It is. I would say it is probably the. One of the perfect nostalgia anime. Because it's just very... so... <laughs> it's so regular. Like, like you said, so it normal. just literally embodies that time. Yeah, exactly. Like, And again, this for anyone out there that just want, if you If you ever, like... If you haven't seen Lucky Stark, I would definitely give it a watch. It's a long series as well. 24 episodes uh, mm-hmm. as well. And if you're worried about the content, it's actually a very safe series to watch um like it's a safe series to watch because there's nothing that'll pop out that'll be like suspect if someone were to walk in the room right like you could you could honestly like go into like let's say you're in college and you're watching it you just like fuck it i'm gonna watch this in the lobby of my fucking uh uh dorm people look at you strange because it's just cute girls in anime but like outside of that yeah there's literally there's literally nothing they could comment on Cause I mean, take it from me. I popped this on the big screen TV in the middle of my work, at, in the middle of work, when I had time, and it was just—it was literally just bright colored anime girls on a fifty-inch TV in the middle of my work, uh, work floor. And that's literally all it is. That's yeah. just—that's the show. I—I I was very confident that nothing that this is a safe series to watch. Like, oh my god, wait, uh, there was something along with this that I, that I wanted to point out too. What was it? I just fucking lost it. God damn, it had something to do with I think it had something to do with the quality of it or uh Oh God damn oh I mean besides besides that, it also has like ch- like a chock full of references of the time too. Like just Oh yeah, like, so Yeah, <laughs> you you can explain that. I was gonna say, so if you're fucking if if somehow you missed out on watching Lucky Star back then. Maybe it just wasn't your cup of tea, but now you've broadened your mind. Or even if you're a new viewer, just watching it just should like it. Like it just, it'll literally just send you back in time. Like it's just so damn. Like you, you might not get the references if you haven't watched the shows, but you'll be, you'll see them talk about certain anime. And like typically, all the anime that they talk about, if they do was real like it's it is a show you can go watch i mean see to, to to that point 
it is real because they censor themselves when they say it. <laughs> they censor part of the character. Right. So that is true. To be able to talk about it in the conversations. <laughs> okay, I, I remember now what it was, John. Um, mm-hmm. Now, even though I am a seasoned veteran as well, yeah. I also com- I want to confidently say that Lucky Star is probably the only anime that I would probably prefer to watch in dub. In English dub. Really? Yes. Like, I don't, cause I don't, I don't know, cause I, I cause among the sev- among the seven times I've watched it, I've watched it, in, you know, in uh, back and forth in Japanese and in English, like a good few times. And remember how we talked about the golden age of voice acting was like during this time. Like, look, I, I, I honestly personally feel that Lucky Star is one of these golden age English dub series that you holds, know what? Fair enough. That holds its own uh, to this because. This is because again, the, with the way Lucky Star is, I don't want to pay attention. I don't want to quote unquote, technically pay attention to what they're talking about. I kind of want to experience the conversation as well. So I, I've always watched. I, I, I watched it in because I re- when I watched when I recently watched it in English, like mm-hmm. it's something I can kind of like pop in the background almost and kind of like be have it be as kind of a uh, background a background series I can sort of have, but as well as be able to understand what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. so like. I think at this point, I yeah, I would definitely only English dub. I mean, they've all done a great job too. Because I mean, it's sort of it's also kind of takes away because like, uh, uh, the main character Konata is, is voiced by Haruhi as well, so it's sort of trippy. Right. <laughs> Seeing that, because also since Konata is a Haruhi fan, it's almost like it's fourth wall breaking, but at the same time, not exactly because they are played by the same person. Right. So. Especially when she cosplays her once and like pretends to be her, and I think in a maid cafe or yeah, a exactly. cosplay cafe. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, like in terms of one shot, this was one. This is Lucky Star was probably one of the one of my few discover was the first discovery on was the first discovery going back into anime during mm-hmm. uh, during this time. So, I honestly, it was also I, one of the pioneers. Oh, go on, sorry. No, no, sorry, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say it was also one of the pioneers of uh. Of um, of like the anime dance, anime dances. Like was that Harvey, oh, yeah, the yeah, Carmela yeah. dancing. And um, the, uh, the um, well, what is it? I mean? I, I guess I call the Lucky Star dance. It's the one with the cause the opening is pretty much that. That's what it is. Yeah, that's the whole dance. It's literally the whole dance. Yeah, pretty much. And I do remember when I was watching this because I. I I think I remember maybe a couple of years afterwards. I was hoping there would be a season two, but I don't I don't think there is no need for one. There was one OVA that was about it. It was trippy as fuck though. <laughs> I do remember there was they were having uh, a lot of fun. They were having a lot of fun with that one. So, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was watching the last episode. It it gave me some feel because like ah, it's like. You know, it's like watching the end of the whole movie. Like we, we, I already know what happens, but like having it end again, it's it was heartbreaking. Yeah. So, I mean, I can understand if some people have never really run into this because it's such a one-off kind of series that you wouldn't really, I guess, see very heavily advertised or publicized. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> so I extensively talked about Lucky Star for a minute, but I had to. This this was something I had to like. I mean, hey, it's it's one hundred percent an iconic show. Like it, I feel like it was. It's 
like of all the shows that I've watched back then, I think it was probably the one that could encapsulate them all. Like I know Gintama, I think came out around that time. Probably. Um and that one was let me see. The original Gintama came out in 2006. So yeah, I think the same year that Lucky Star came out. Uh, 07. Oh, so, so the year before. Yeah. So even then, Gintama itself has a shit ton of references. Like that's pretty much like the one thing most people that haven't watched know of it. Like it just references almost every show of that time. But. Even though it does that, Lucky Star does it in such a way that's like, oh, what if it's just you and a group of friends just talking about anime? Like, it's lucky, it's lucky Star. <laughs> like, it's it's so it's too relatable. It's yeah, almost too relatable. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's a it's a it's a relatable part. It's relatable uh, on the good side of things. It's not like reality breaking, right? Or, uh, reality checking, I guess. Right. It's just hey, remember just. Doing nothing but just talking about anime, like yeah, that's well. I mean, they of course they talk about other things. Again, they talk about just general life. But just remember, just remember back then, you just fucking sat down and just chatted about stuff. Yeah. I mean, if random anything, stuff that didn't matter, just messing with each other. I am a, uh, made me like miss high school, I guess, or miss my like my youth, my youth, I guess, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, like ah. Uh, to be young again and to be not worrying about responsibilities and shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Lucky Star, if you haven't watched it, one, number one to go. Definitely gotta go. Go. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wanna... I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to, like, run through these a little bit more promptly. Um, the next one on the list here is actually Eureka 7. Nice little oldie. Uh, from 2005 to 2006. Uh, now, like in, seven. Ooh. I, now, like any other, now, if anybody in America had, I guess, a prominent childhood that was, you know, that's a millennial, that's a millennial I guess. Well, even now, I guess. Toonami was a, th- yeah. Toonami was uh, a thing back then. It still is now. Um, it came back. But these, these back in, back in my, in our childhood years, Toonami was sort of a big thing, uh, during that time. And I remember Eureka Seven was one of the Eureka Seven was one of those shows that was slotted like I think either next to or like right after like um like Unayasha, you know, like the late like uh three AM to like two AM time slots, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, it and, was it was it was about that time because I well no 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 because by I think twelve o'clock uh, Adult Swim turned on. Right. So okay. that had to have been. I don't think Eureka Seven was on Adult Swim because I know it had some anime like Bebop. No, it, de- it definitely was. It was definitely, and... the, it was definitely in the later, in the later uh, hours, though. Oh, was it? okay then. Yeah, because at least, at least by me, by remembering, because you know, you know how we are as like kids and all that stuff. This is, I think, yeah, this is me in high school. I was staying up late because um, it was, you know, because Tonight was only on for the weekend. It was a Saturday programming, right? Wasn't it or Friday, Friday to Saturday night? I think. Um. Yes, I think it had to. It was either Friday or Saturday because that's pretty much when anything of that style came on. Yeah, exactly. So during the weekend, I would you know I would generally stay up late and just kind of watch TV or do something, do something. And I think I remember at least the first time I the first time I encountered this, 
um i was it was in the middle it was already in the middle of an episode and i was fascinated fascinated by it just because it had giant robots because during that time mm-hmm. i think i probably finished uh like sort of finished like g gundam around the time like during when it was broadcasting so i was i was already a big fan of like giant robots and shit like that so that already hooked mm-hmm. me in what what definitely like uh differentiated from gundam at least from a different perspective was the way it was handling uh the sh- itself as a show it was a lot more serious the there was like there was a lot more blood involved there were like it looked it was real war it was like war going on in like some sort of like desolate country and these robots are just part of it and uh Eureka 7 was i guess i think Eureka 7 was probably like my first like really serious show uh when it came to mm-hmm. like uh like character beliefs and on like the morality of like certain ways of thinking and uh really see how characters developed and right apart from naruto i think a record seven was probably the first series i sought out for on the internet uh during that time and that was back in like youtube era from like episode one part three out of out of seven you know you know that meme right yeah so that was back when streaming services were not a thing and when you had to like sort everything out through youtube and other video platforms honestly Um, that was the uh that was the best way to watch anime you just super low quality 360p uh <laughs> one episode at a time spanish subs <laughs> well it was it was if you were trying to watch quality. it in dub you would find it in english but with the spanish dub yeah 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 exactly i mean during that time i only had access to like the english dub because i remember it, this is a weird one too because the first i watched the first half of a record seven english dubbed and then i watched the second half subbed because i think i found i found a solid site at a certain point, I was like, and then when I found it, I was like, oh, what's this Japanese shit? Where's the English? Because I was a, you know, mm-hmm. I was a little wee blit. I, I didn't understand culture at the time. Right. So, <laughs> but I grew, I grew to like, uh, I grew to uh, watch with subtitles and uh, thoroughly enjoyed the show. I think I've actually, this is also one of the few series I've actually rewatched quite a number of times. I think I've rewatched this either three or four times in mm-hmm. both, um, and surprisingly both in English and subbed as well but to be uh, to be fair this is this is definitely i i still prefer this one in subbed generally um mm-hmm. but the, I, this was like one of my first serious shows that i encountered when i was younger that i was just uh infatuated with and also one of my first few like drama shows because it involved like a you know a, like a love a love complex between two two different characters right uh and it was it was uh, not surreal, but I don't know. It drew me in. It definitely drew me in because the way how the the stakes were with the with uh, with their MC and how the world worked and how you know there's this giant war going on between like man and some sort of uh, how do you how do I describe it without spoiling anything? Um, I guess a different species of oh yeah. Well, they, I mean, they, it's just as simple. They aliens, maybe though. they are aliens. Maybe they're not. Who knows? Well, they they weren't aliens though. I think they were like a different dimensional species. I think if I remember correctly. Aliens. Well, okay, fine. But essentially, <laughs> there was a war between humans and aliens, and it was just so fascinating how they did it. Because because at the same time, there was also a, a war between humans and humans. So it was like ah, oh, the conflict of war and all that stuff. So mm. it was it was really this is a really good series. Uh, this is also one of the bigger ones. This is fifty episodes, by the way. Oh, yeah. Was it that long? I thought it was 24. No, it's 50. Or had, it had two. Didn't it have two seasons? 
I think it was just one continuous season. It just happened to have four. It just it would just split up that way. Oh, yeah. Because I, mean, I don't it's know only... that counts, though, Mel. I was just saying. No, it, I mean according to Mel, it's list <laughs> the single series is listed as fifty episodes. <laughs> That's fair. So, I definitely want to give give this as a big recommendation. Um, mm-hmm. now there is a sequel out there. To be fair, but I sort of disown it just because it wasn't as good as the original. That's just me. Like it was sort of a weird attempt to like continue the sto- continue the story from a from a like I think ten years later kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way the show handles itself does does fine on its own if you never watched the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but and also this also was my first encounter with a Kudere character, which was Areka, and right. I didn't know how I felt about it. I was like, why is this? Why is this girl so quiet and 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 emotionless? And I was like. That's hot. Like I find that really yeah. attractive. <laughs> like stare at me with such disinterest. Ugh, yeah. Like <laughs> that was my what fifteen year old mindset was at the time. I mean, you know, <laughs> don't give me don't give me wrong. It's, it's yeah. It's you know. That's that's when us you know that's when you're supposed to find. Uh, your 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 preference in characters. Yeah, this is true. It's um, what led you to finding your waifu. Yeah, it definitely did. Now, now for any of you guys out there, I guess as well. Uh, this is I guess this is comparable to like how good in terms of like character development and story development was. It's similar to like Kogias as well, but except mm-hmm. Kogias was separated into two different seasons. This is just right. one whole series. Series of one season of Eureka Seven, right? That's it. So, definitely recommend it. Um, even as a young, even if you're like just getting into it as a younger, as a younger viewer, I guess. Well, yeah, because uh, that's one of one of. I mean, there's a lot of them like it, but there's. That's one of that's definitely an anime where the animation holds up to uh, this season standards. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, this is Studio Bones we're talking about, so. Right, um, Bones is fucking. Uh, I I don't know why they're they them Madhouse, uh, and a few others just all their their dish animations is always top fucking quality. Right, honestly. So, um, let's see, moving on here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also in high school, by the way. So, <laughs> like, I, I found out. Like a lot of these were also back in high school, so I was still discovering. I was still trying to discover an anime as well, just generally. Oh, um, and uh, Jomel, jo- going back, yeah. the little boy thing. It wasn't a star. It was a nuke. Oh, okay. Oh, all or right. Or atomic bomb. Okay, that makes sense then. All right. Um, now I think you know this one, Duran. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guilty Crown. <laughs> Good old Guilty Crown. Now, Such a fucking wacky ass show. <laughs> so Guilty Crown was probably so so how how I discovered this one. Uh you were with me, Jerome. Uh, you were with me well you weren't with me, but like you were with me when I would, when I was discovering it in terms of like presence, I guess. Not we mm-hmm. weren't in the same room, that kind of thing. So funny enough, the way I found this anime was through its second opening during that time, and I was like, yo, this looks pretty cool because I thought it was like I thought it was like an AMV or like a music video, and it turned out it was actually the second opening to the second half to the second core of the series, 
And I was like, yo, mm-hmm. what is this? I thought it was just like, you know, like a normal music video. Finding out that it's actually an anime uh, called Guilty Crown. Because I remember showing you the opening one time and it was like, oh, look, like, uh, I think, I feel like you mentioned like, oh, look at this. I, 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 I'm liking the edgy guy with the red scarf, something like that. I, I, I remember you were commenting on his red scarf during the Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I, it's, I, see, I don't, at that point in time, I didn't, I don't know if I had my evolved form of appreciation for edge. I know it was inlaid upon me, but, um, uh, I, I think I was definitely making fun of it. <laughs> so, and funny enough, this is this is also where I where I first meet my first encounter. Well, I think this is where I, this is where I met my this is where I found my first waifu. Because up until this mm-hmm. point, I didn't really have a. I guess I didn't really have a waifu waifu up until this mm-hmm. point, which was Inori uh, Izuriha, which coincidentally is actually also voiced by my favorite voice actress Aikayano, who also voices my current waifu right now. So it it's it's a beautiful circle of coincidence coincidences and uh and whatnot. Um so again discovering so discovering Guilty Crown by its second opening, I obviously was not I didn't know it was it was obviously uh during that time it was ongoing. I didn't I didn't know that it was a live series and uh I don't know if I th- no I don't uh, I never told you this John because mind you this John Guilty uh, Crown Guilty Crown was my first series I experienced that was live like I didn't understand the concept of like oh I have to wait a week for a new episode mm-hmm. so so because I discovered the anime through its second opening the first half was already done right so up until this right. point I've had I've watched all anime that was already done. All episodes were provided already. Everything was already ready and set and done. When I when right, I right, right. when I was watching Guilty Crown, I was so into it. I I I love the concept of like uh, there was a concept of uh, souls that each individual has that can be manifested as a form of a solid object that could either be a weapon of some kind or some sort of solidification of who they were as an identity. Uh huh. And set in this like post-apocalyptic. Uh, so yeah, post apocalyptic um um what is it? Not future uh dystopia. This little this little dystopia how society was rebuilt after this giant disaster and then our main character getting involved with a terrorist group that happens to defy such dy- such dystopian um governments. Right. It was such one hell of a drama. it was a good drama because I I was like going back and forth on certain characters. I hated certain characters, and at a certain point, I was like, "Oh, you know what? He's not that bad. I actually like him." And then I had mm-hmm. moments where, like, "Oh, this guy's an asshole," and then it turns out, "Oh no, he's actually." Uh, oh no, I already said that comparison. I've had moments where, like, "Oh, this this guy's pretty good. I like him," until like, "Oh man, he ended up being a piece of shit." Like there was a lot of character development that ended up having characters turn on each other, and how characters inter- interacted with each other, and the dynamics with how certain s- scenarios were when tensions rose. It was one hell of a drama fest that I was all for. And when I finally caught up to like the latest episode, I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, I, was like, oh, I think it was probably like an episode, like what, uh, probably 14 or 15 or something. And I was like, huh, mm-hmm. where's the next episode uh, like tab? I was like, I'm so confused. And then I kept like, where, like, where is it? Like, is it over? Is this, is this, is this not gonna show anymore and then i found out i was like reading through comments and stuff i was like oh i can't wait till next week to find out what's gonna happen and i'm like next week 
What is this? Like, I don't want to fucking week. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What kind of hell is this? Like the the last time I ever the last time I ever experienced this was Dragon Ball Z. That was the only time the last time I experienced such a weekly epiphany, and I was like, I have to wait for more episodes. What is this? So Guilty Crown was my, my was my first live series I ever experienced during that time, and I was so confused. But I was like, I was already hooked in, and I was like ready to absorb more mm-hmm. of the series. So yeah, this is definitely one. Like this is definitely an edgy series as well, just because the way how the main character kind of projects himself is like, oh, uh, well, I guess I'm not really special or anything. It's it's one of those. It's a, it's a good power fantasy series. It's like, oh, what happens if a, an ordinary high schooler ends up having, uh, ends up having the power of the king, essentially, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that whole scenario plays out. Right. So, I mean, to this day, I still have that poster of Minoru. Sitting on my wall. So, I, I mean, mean, don't get me wrong. She's fucking top quality waifu material. No, yeah, she is. And I, and at that point, I solidified because I think because Areka was the one that solidified my Kudori interest. Inori was the one that solidified the type of waifu for me. At that point, so mm-hmm. I was like, "Yep, this is like this is my this is it." I, I fell in love with the Kudori type, and then it just so happened that I kind of know happens to. Voice my current waifu for now and forever. Ah, <laughs> uh, I remember being so hyped about this because of how I I at this time I remember I liked the edginess because it was like oh I can never be like this in real life but like the way it, they can do it in the show because it it's relevant I guess. So I mean yeah but like it was still it was still a lot of edge like as the story <laughs> went on you realized like there was a whole lot more just going on it wasn't just. Oh, you know, there's this fucking weird crystal disease. No, like, like <laughs> once it wraps back around to more so deal with the main character and what he's trying to like actually do is like, oh my god, this is this is a lot. Like, it's a yeah. lot. It's an edgy story. <laughs> like, it is a, like this is we're talking about like yeah, like edgy story, like turn of the decade kind of edge stories during this time. You know? Oof. Yeah. It's. <laughs> it was it was it was a good it was a good time though. I eventually watched it after uh like uh it's I definitely watched it in my adult life, maybe when I was like twenty four or so, because I just said fuck it, I'll I'll just Jomel's convinced me enough, I'll just watch it, I'll just go through it, see see what what all the hubbub's about. And you know, I, I, I enjoyed it, as edgy as it was. hmm I mean <laughs> like if you if you want to have a solid sense of how edgy this was. The subtag, the, the little subtag, oh no, the subtext of the title, right? Guilty Crown. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why it's called, it's named Guilty Crown. And I've memorized this fucking code because I was like, oh, this is so fucking cool. I wasn't edgy myself, but I just found this, like, edgy stuff fascinating. So, mm-hmm. the the whole title goes Guilty Crown. The right to use your friend as a weapon. This is the Guilty Crown I will bear. Yeah. <laughs> like, like fucking cut my life into pieces in my pieces like edge right there. Like I've got a knife to my head to my head right now. Yeah, it, it it was. It's a lot to take in, but if you're if you're able to handle that much edge, then I mean, it's I not think cringy, you'll though. have a good time. I feel like it's not that cringy edgy though. Like it, I think because ah! it takes itself. A, 
it takes enough it takes its it it takes itself seriously enough for it to be not overbearing oh that's just me though i don't know about you but because enough goes on to for it to be like oh yeah so there's some generally some serious shit going on and everyone is sort of acting accordingly to it so it makes sense you know I guess, but it was still really fucking, it was still pretty bad. Like, it was still really fucking edgy. Like, on the edge scale for you? Yeah. It's just, it, it was just a lot to take in. True. Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know, I, I'll have to rewatch it. I think I've only rewatched this twice, just because I think I was just, uh, I, I needed an edge refill for some reason so i was like oh why not uh why not try to fill uh fill that need with a self-deprecating high schooler trying to find his purpose and end up becoming edgelord you know it's fair <laughs> so um now i wanna i gotta i've got a few more but i'll i'll just finish off with like two more mm-hmm. um I want to. I'll, I'll leave the last. I'll leave the last one for both of us because I know we both recently saw this. But mm-hmm. m- remember, I said I had a. I had a studio, uh, on my list as well. Yeah. Because, um, and the studio. The studio in question. In question is called Comics Wave Films. Um, you may not know them by name, but you may know them from at least one of the most recent popular titles. Mm-hmm. Your name, or Kime no Nawa. Right. So, the reason why I listed on here because Comics Wave was probably the way I found Comics Wave was through one of their commercials. Because I didn't know this at first, but Comics Wave is one of the one of the uh, few, I guess, animation studios that makes animated like makes anime commercials for companies in Japan, mm-hmm. like companies and fast food re- fast food restaurants and all that stuff. Um, and like one of like one of the commercials that they that they made, it's called Crossroad. It was uh, advertising uh, one of the, I think, a test prep school. And mm. I remember it being, I remember that it was, like, beautifully animated, wonderfully done. And I assumed that this was some sort of, like, preview for an anime during that time. So, obviously, right. I, had to, I was trying to figure out my own research, trying to figure out, oh, maybe there's a name for the series. Maybe I can find out what it is. And I, all I could come across were the films. For I mean, for those of you who are seasoned, you guys know what I'm t- what I'm talking about. Because if if you if you know that you're if you know of the movie Your Name, and also more recently, oh excuse me, and also more recently, Weathering with You, you also know titles called um, Five Centimeters per Second, uh, as well as um, then they do Garden of War- uh, Garden of Words as well. Yep, Garden of Words is also one of the one of the oldies as well. And, um, and I think there was another one. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, and then there's one called "Voices in the of a Distant Star." I think that was our first. I don't one. think I watched that one. No, you. I think Maybe you. I did. You, I don't know. You were with me. With, you were with me with this one. I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the reason why I'm putting this studio instead of like all the movies together is because, uh, I have a love hate relationship with Comics Wave. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar <laughs> to the the Clannad effect. Yeah, cause like, so, my love hate relationship is not because of their quality. It's like because of the quality that they have with their films. It's purely it's it's amazing in its own that 
to a point where it's identifiable, like by their right. by their fucking studio. Um, oh, does every frame of this show uh, <laughs> qualify for being a fucking computer background? Yeah, that's probably Comscore. Because <laughs> not only that, I'm all, I, during this time I was also I uh, even up until now I am a sucker for a good romance series romance. I'm I'm a sucker for anything romantic in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I have I lack of it in real life. Who knows? I don't know. That's what I got. I got to talk to my therapist. Point being. Up until mm-hmm. your up until <laughs> up until your name, I've only seen I think I've only seen the three mo- their three movies, which was uh, Voice in the Distant Star, Garden of Words, and Five Centimeters per Second. Each one de- has a developing romantic story ro- romance story between two characters that <sighs> develop in one develop one way that's not always commonly accepted. I don't want to spoil anything. Because these films are better to be suited, uh, to be experienced on your own or to be experienced, mm. you know, watching it. Uh, oh wait, wasn't Voice Across the Distant Star the one where uh that girl went to space, right? The Voice of the Distant Star, yeah, that's the one where like that's the one where like uh, she had a boyfriend that was in the Space Navy, and then they would re- yeah they would receive text messages. The space and- Navy, <laughs> <laughs> the Space Force, Space Force. Yeah, you're right. Because like I remember, because the the one thing with now the one thing with the voices of a distant star. Granted, it's one of the earlier works. The animation is a little bit hard to watch. Yeah, it's a little rougher. Definitely. But I like the concept of it because the way it the way it it um presented itself was that um essentially to, your main character she has a boyfriend in the space force and he is essentially deployed in like uh, into a war zone. But that's like I think like a few galaxies away. So and then the only way they can communicate with each other is through text message, but the only thing is the amount of time it takes for the text messages to take, it's like either it 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 exponentially increases. Like it goes from like a day to like a month to like a few months, then a year. Or so like it's like a it's a long distance relationship that you want that you want to see. A long time distance relationship yeah that's true because it's also fucky too because it's a long time distance relationship because it's relative to time as well like everything is sort of set up in a way where you want to be able to root for the relationship but you're obviously aware that there is a time dilation issue with the way they can communicate with each other right and you know the main character ends up may ends up having to resolve that you know if if she wants to be able to see him she wants she tries to like get herself into the space force and go there her go there herself so that she can try to finally find him. Now, again, my love hit relationship with Comics Wave is something for you guys to experience because as of right now, your name and weathering with you have gave have given me great uh great responses have given me a great response in terms of its ending. Um but I will let you guys experience Five centimeters per second, a garden of words, and voices of a distant star. Now, in that exact order as well. Because, five, because if, if maybe this was like, it wasn't a meme, it's not a meme anymore, but maybe back earlier, the earlier back, five, five centimeters per second was a name to be feared in this community. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like, it's a touching roma- romance story between two middle schoolers. Or is it two high schoolers, I think? I don't uh, remember exactly. Well, no. Two childhood friends. 
it's a romance story between two childhood friends that uh develops over time that ends up try that ends up telling a story between these two uh in a long distance relationship mm-hmm. now take that small description as you know you may watch it and experience it you know you'll understand why i have this <laughs> i've well, up up until now but back then i had this disdain for comics waves uh movies i love them to death but it's it's hard to it's hard to finish it for me at least now same thing now the same thing with garden of words it's a it's a quiet it's actually a very it's a very quiet story between two strangers that only meet during rainy days. Now, mm-hmm. that's actually very poetic. It's a very poetic movie of two strangers that never met. One's a student, one's happens, one happens to be an older woman. And the only time they ever uh, interact with each other is when it, when it rains. And they have, like, it, it's sort of like a, a pattern that they have where they'll, you know, commute to, like, a specific kind of little uh, uh, what, gazebo, like a little gazebo thing whenever it rains. And then they'll just talk while while it rains like that's their that's that's how the story progresses and then you kind of see how their relationship progresses a little bit and how things flourish and how everything ends up tying together right watch it and experience it for yourself and then voices of a distant star this i can leave this for you guys optional just because it may be a little bit rough to watch but the story the way it tells its story I find it to be very nice. Um, also, it's kind of mind-boggling as well. It's not that long, too. It's only 25 minutes. So, it's like an ep- like one episode of an anime. Uh-huh. So, but it definitely does leave... It does. It definitely does leave an impression um, after it ends. So, because up until now, Your Name, Withering With You, <laughs> they've left me satisfied in a... They've left me satisfied in a in a in a good way, not not to say that I haven't I was never satisfied with the with their other movies. It's just that they really know how to fucking hook you make, in and make you feel. Yeah, really make you feel something. So again, if not if you have not all three of these at the very least, um, five centimeters per second. Like. If you're gonna be watching anything else from the earlier films, at least five centimeters per second, uh, in terms of my recommendation from this from mm-hmm. this uh, studio. I mean, do you want to add any anything? Add anything, John? Since you've also I mean, these films. I mean, you kind of set the nail on the head without. Is any more that I could say would spoil why you need to start with five minute five centimeters per second? Mm-hmm. Maybe even um, voice in a distant star. Because both of them kind of, well, yeah. Just make sure you start with those two before you go to Garden of Words or um, uh, the other one. Mm. Oh, they, no, they made one more. Uh, didn't they do, uh, didn't they do, oh, yeah, your name. Yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah. your name. <laughs> so. But if anything, if you're going to do anything, you have to watch five minute, five centimeters per second, and then it it has to come before your name. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for those who, for those who've already seen your name, you know, they they already know the quality of such series of such movies. Because I know, 
because you, your name was definitely one of the popular series that gave that kind of I guess really brought out comics wave in I guess in um popular media, mm-hmm. or at least it became more, it became a little bit more more widespread. So if you guys have a little bit of a comics wave itch, these are the films I just mentioned before are definitely something to uh invest in as well. So as a recap, five centimeters per second. Garden of Words, and Voices of a Distant Star. Now, there's one on here that I yeah. haven't seen yet. I think it's called... Yeah, it's this one. I think I've seen this around. What's it called? Like, I might have seen it. I don't remember. The Place Promised in Our Early Days. Oh, no, it's a series. Wait, what? Hold on. It says uh, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Wait, is that one where I don't remember? There, there's, there's a lot of shows that like I might have seen, but like, uh, it's just kind of hard to keep up with it. Right, like, again, like the quality of the quality of comics wave. You guys already know if if you guys have seen Weathering Years with you or your name, you guys already understand the quality. Um, in terms of the films, yeah. Those three films I mentioned before are some of the most prominent that Comics Wave, at least I feel, has made a name for themselves. Mm. So. And then even Inferno Cop as well. What? Inferno Cop? What? <laughs> turns out they helped out. What? They're, it turns out they helped out with Inferno Cop. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Maybe they did the backgrounds because a lot of the backgrounds in Inferno Cop were pretty were pretty. Probably. That their fucking JPEGs were fucking pasted <laughs> on to. <laughs> Probably shit. So. But uh, no. yeah, I I mean no, I I certainly one hundred percent agree with you. Fucking Comicsway's films just just I don't know why they have such a huge budget for uh for just. Because it's not even just so much like the characters. Oh yeah, the characters look great. No, it's it's just the uh, it's the background, just the environment. Especially fucking Garden of Words, the rain. Mm. Oh my fucking god! Like that that competes like Kyoani's rain animation, right? Like if you if you've seen um, uh, Violet Evergarden, like we all know how beautiful that was. With even without Netflix's budget, like they I. I would argue that they beat it. Like it's like it's it's a comparison, but like comic wave films still win, right? And, and also, compared mind you, to uh, what Violet Evergarden was also done with the small with with the smallest team Kilani's ever done as well. Right. True, so. that is true. That that is something you know that is that is important because as beautiful it was it was only done by a few people. But I mean, still, just looking purely at the quality. Like it's astounding, yeah. And like I, I don't know. I think it's because they're also they also do advertisements. That's probably why too. Because remember what I mentioned? They they do they do anime anime advertisements for like companies and shit. Mm-hmm. So they probably get like a lot of uh, income from that. Like another one was like, yeah, they did one. They did one for a testing for a test prep. They did one for a construction company. Um, I think I remember they did one for um, I think they did one for like a New Year's like a like a New Year's special or something. I remember, mm-hmm. I, was, I remember seeing something similar to that. Uh, oh no, it, it was there was a Japanese there was a Japanese tourism promotion as well. 
Uh, yeah, they do a lot of advertising, like for construction and for like test prep and whatnot. So, I mean, they're not just in, I guess, normal TV, but also like in advertising as well, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Having like, because I, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen like? I mean, it's not done. It's not done by comic space, but have you seen like the McDonald's commercials from Japan? Yes. Like it's a. It's literally a mini series. It's like a three. It's a because each advertisement is like a different episode of like the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember I saw the, I saw one. I don't remember which one it was, but I do remember seeing how fucking ridiculously good those looked. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess definitely advertising in anime format works in Japan because that's a anime itself is a popular medium uh, in the country. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be kind of wild if we had like something like that here. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think we will because it's like animation's not as important down here. Yeah, this is true. All right, well, I just want to finish off here with one more. Um, mm-hmm. It's a movie. It's a movie that I happened to accidentally find on YouTube randomly. I don't know what it was. This is, this is one of those things where you go into a rabbit hole on YouTube and then the algorithm. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. The yeah. Al- the algorithm kind of fucks around to a point where like, oh, maybe you'll like this. And I think I was I was coming from this, I think, from like just different like anime scenes. I was just watching different like scenes from different anime. And this one was a whole movie lined up, ready to watch. And it is called uh Amai Umaso Dana or You Are Umaso. You wanna start us off, John? <laughs> Uh, so Jomel had watched it previously before he recommended it to me. And I was like, like, he showed me a preview of it. I'm like, what is this? It's just, it's just best I could describe just from initially looking at it. It just looked like a very child, uh, like a children's anime. It was about dinosaurs and they looked all like bubbly and shit. Like it is, it is uh, a kid's movie. Yeah. It looked like a less detailed fucking, um, Less detailed uh, 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 Land Before Time mm-hmm. for our American viewers and, I don't know, whatever, if you have to compare it to in other countries. But I mean, for, for American viewers, it looked like a less detailed Land Before Time. Or if anything, it was, it's def- like a, it was more cutesy, more... It's a more anime, anime-esque Land Before Time. Yeah, more anime-esque, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I was like, Jomo, you're fucking out of your mind if you think <laughs> I'm going to watch this. But, but, like, you insist on it, and so I'm just sitting here like, all right. I'll give it a shot. I'll start watching it for I because I don't know. I just didn't have anything to do one day. I was like, all right. I, he recommended it. I'll try it. So I started watching it, and it was pretty much what I expected. But like, you, ju- it's just one of those things where the story and just how the characters interact just are engaging enough. Like it, it was nothing like ever super complicated or anything like that. But it was just wholesome enough. That you just want to keep watching. Basically, the story centered around um, this little T Rex that was whose egg was found by these herbivores. Um, I think the what were they? Uh, um, they never really described their like race. They were just like I think they were just um, what are they called? They didn't they didn't call them by their names, but they were calling them by like what they eat, like um. I know leaf the, eaters, I think. I think so, cause like I know the the uh, the meat eaters. They call them big jaws, cause yeah. they have big jaws, you know. Right. 
Um, um, I don't exactly remember. It, it's whatever whatever herbivore dinosaur walks on two legs, similar to. Uh, oh, it's a, a not a, not an allosaurus, but uh, I don't remember what they're called. But they kind of have like they almost have like beaks, kind of. Oh, was that the one with the boomerang on, on on their head? Yeah, it looks like they got a boomerang on their head. Okay, I don't, yeah, I don't know the I name think, of that. I think that's what they were called, or what they what dinosaur they were modeled after. But anyway. Um, so it was about like this mother raising this T-Rex along with her actual son and like trying to like, like it was literally just ra- raising it like, and it is a super wholesome environment. They eventually found something that it could eat. Cause obviously it can't eat vegetables, yeah. but they find this, like this little berry that it can actually digest. And like, it's just, it just goes on. It's like all cute. Um, everybody, it's like everybody knows that it was a fucking, uh, T-Rex or Big Jaw, or, or actually, no, they didn't know what it was. They no, thought no. it was an herbivore, but, like, yeah, as well, time went on, they re- slowly realized, like, I think that might be a fucking... No, 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 so, no, what happened, yeah. no, what happened when they adopted the egg, right, and then, you know, laid it and all that shit. When they hatched, that's when they found out, oh, this is a fucking Big Jaws. If you let this thing grow up, it's gonna eat all of us, right? So, and now, because a lot, a lot of this was sort of like, for for me, this the movie ended up being a little bit more deeper than I thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's because like it it dealt a lot of about like um, like like having an identity crisis and trying to find find oneself. Right. And like I guess discriminatory being discriminated against. Uh, others for just being, uh, for having a different, uh, diet of some sort, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but like, so that's that's essentially like the first quarter of the movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it starts to evolve because, like, you you literally watch this T Rex from birth from egg to the moment he dies in adulthood, like. It's so fucking not surreal, but it was just so. I don't know. It was just interesting to see how he carried on his like what he learned when he was a was he was a child, even though he eventually just found out what he thought he should be doing. Like yeah. it was great because it was like it was it was weird because like because because in the beginning in in the beginning when when he the moment he hatched he was always he was already discriminated against to a point where like. Uh, his, him, his brother, and his mother, I think, were exiled from the pack because, like, well, if you're gonna keep that thing around, right. we're not gonna endanger the rest of the pack. So, like, you have a single, you have the single mother trying to raise these two dinosaurs, and then one trying to like say, like, oh, why uh, I can't I can't eat leaves, and then they're like, well, why can't you eat leaves? You know, like, well, I don't know why. I just like these berries. I'll just eat these berries instead. And then you've got like different people telling him what he should be and what he's supposed to be. And then mm-hmm. this is, you know, essentially we're talk- you're talking to a child about this, you know, and then it's 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 a uh, it's almost like a um, what is it um, coming of age story for uh, yeah in this case Hart our main character. And well, actually, kind of does it kind of does it all like it does the it does the oh your childlike innocence you're constantly told what you should be what you could be what you are. And da da da, as you try to process that, and then it gets to the coming of age story, and you get to experience that with him, and then you get to experience his adulthood after he's uh, figured all that stuff out, and him like how he's gonna deal with that. And like, then he that's ma- the that's probably the coolest part about it. 
You literally get his entire life. And then he remembered he also mirrored the same hit the same life his mother did when he found Umaso. Right. Because, like, because the term "you are Umaso" is actually referring to another character in the movie itself. Right, that you don't meet until about halfway through. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie, it's, I wasn't expecting, because apparently this is a children's book, Jaron. This is based off of a children's story. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, this is, it teaches a lot about, like, I guess, um, like, attitude, in a sense. How one, right. how, how, how one should, how one should, um, um, value oneself and their intentions, as well as, um, uh, being, being intentional to others around around themselves as well. Mm-hmm. So, because the coming of age part, as well even towards the adulthood, fleshes that out around heart. Right. And, you know, at the same time when he's doing what he's doing, he, he reflects on, you know, his his childhood and like, um, what, you know, he understands why things were that were, were the way they were when he was a child. And then he's trying to, he wants to make things better for the current future that's ahead of him. Right. So, now in in terms of one off, a one off movie, this is definitely one of the most one off things I've ever found. Right, because it's like it's like it was it's so it was so random when he fucking like mentioned it to me. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Jomo? How'd you even find this? Like. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, it would never, never, ever would have crossed my radar. Honestly, like this is based on this is based on a picture book. This is made for children. This is essentially a kids movie, like the right. anime Land Before Time. This is not this not something I I, I sought out to look for. Back and this was made back in 2010. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There were like I felt I maybe it was late, maybe because it was late at night, and I was like sleep deprived. But I was. I was emotionally attached to this film. Like, I was just feeling mm. it. I was like, you know what, heart? We all need a heart like you and ourselves. And maybe right. that's it. You know, it's, it's a lot more self-reflective, even, even with the movie about dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, so, like, honestly, surprisingly so. Like, it's just... But, I mean, I guess, you know, that's the whole point, it being a kid's movie, talking about all that stuff, like... It just does it so well. Yeah. When you when you look at a lot of because uh, the best thing that we can compare it compare it to to what uh, or at least for an American standard is like Disney movies, right? Like yeah. it, of course, it still has a fantasy setting of you following a dinosaur essentially, but it's not as it's not as like real because it's easier to follow in a sense, right? Well, I don't know. It, I'd I'd say the reverse. It's pretty real. Like that's the whole thing. It's like it's. And it's so engaging because it's not trying to stick to its fantasy, for example. Oh, like, or, right, right, right. Or, or it's not trying to make you laugh. It's not necessarily... I mean, there's funny parts, don't get me wrong, but it's not trying to be goofy about it. Right. It's like, it's wholesome. It's got lighthearted times, of course. But, like, in general, it just kind of... It just kind of is what it is. It just it doesn't try to push to be anything more than it is, right? Whereas, like, if you look at we look at an older like an oldie. If we looked at one of my personal favorites, like Aladdin, 
like as much as I loved it, uh, the whole message behind it is, you know, you don't have to be anything more than you are to, you know, achieve the things that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, he made wishes to try to get the girl, but like that didn't work out. So once he, once he finally decided to be himself, she, you know, actually fell in love with him, which was great. But like, you know, there's all this extra like fantasy to it. You know, like of course, you know, genie and all that stuff, and it's like this still could have been just told maybe in a regular setting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad we had, it is what it is. Like I would not change it for anything, but the thing that sets this movie about apart is that while it's, it is fantasy of dinosaurs, it doesn't like step out of that. Right. Like it has enough information. It, it, ha- it gives enough information about, uh, about the dinosaurs to be able to at least incorporate certain activities but the morals of it is very much human, right? Right. I think what a what animal Disney movie came up because I I don't really like to reference the newer ones because they're not like one I don't know enough about them. Um, two, um, the animal ones like uh, for like an uh, I mean, an oldies for oldies. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I mean, Lion King. I guess Lion King would probably be the best. Yeah. Way to say it, because that's a full animal one. See, Lion King, at its heart, didn't necessarily even have to be about lions. Right. Like, if it was just people doing the exact same thing, but, like, in an African setting, and it was, like, you know, like, it was still in Savannah or whatever, it still would have worked. Or any really any kind of environment, it still would have worked if the exact same things happened, but just without them being lions was like, yeah, of course that's fucking, you know, uh, it's so unattached from what it, from what they are like, yeah, they're lions. Yeah. Simba had to eat meat, but instead he found a bug. So that's the comparison, the main comparison for the two main characters. But like outside of that day, he really didn't have to be a lion. Outside of that one fact to make him hang out with uh, Timon and Pumbaa. But with Umaso, it's like it would not have worked at all if they weren't dinosaurs. Or at the very least, something in that in that, in that that sense. Because it mattered so much that they were dinosaurs. Right. Or at least had that, that kind of difference. Yeah, this is true. Uh, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if this counts, but like... Oh, no, it doesn't count in terms of Disney, but like... This is a, I think it's a, is it Pixar? I don't know. Um, an American Tale. If you know what that is. Oh man, it's been so long since I've watched. <laughs> I don't remember the story at all. Like I'm talking about the first American Tale, like, like um the first one where like they're immigrating, they're immigrating into America. Right. Yeah. I I have no memory of it other than that the main character was a brown mouse. Yeah, Fifold Fifold the mouse. I only re- I only like yeah. recently found out years ago that it was about like immigration and then the Russian Revolution I think something like that yeah communism <laughs> I remember that like that's that's all I remember about that movie <laughs> or at least the first one I think I own all the VHS uh, tapes of this of this fucking movie franchise mm-hmm. which I think there's only two I think yeah, there's there's only two movies. There's yeah. a, I think there's only two, yeah. Yeah, the, an American Tale and American Tale, Five Will Goes West. Yeah, Five Will Goes West. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
I know um, I, I know I have watched both, but like that was like that was <laughs> seven, eight, nine. I don't and I've probably seen them once. Mm-hmm. At least uh, twice. And it's Universal. That's Universal Studios. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one this is one of them this ain't one of them go lucky, happy series. Now we're talking about war, famine, communism, immigration. Yeah. Uh uh, mass immigration from war-struck countries and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. We're talking about serious subjects here, and like talking about stuff that happens literally today, right? Exactly. That we could take a lesson from from fucking Fivel. From a mouse, Fivel the mouse. Yeah. Well, but I mean that's just how it goes. That's that's yeah. the irony. Definitely. Um. Now I don't know. I don't. This is again. I don't want to spoil anything. Because I guys, I want you guys to watch it again. The movie is called You Are Uma, so you can probably find it on YouTube. I randomly found it on YouTube as well. It's a kids' movie, and not only, I mean, not only is it about like self, uh, self identity, but like I don't know, a little bit of like, um, it's not. What is it? What do you call when you're trying to set a good example? I don't know. I don't know. If there's a word for that. Uh, there is a word for it, but um, what is it? Uh, kind of set a good example. Trying to be a good influence, I guess. Yeah, or like a uh, role model, or uh, basically, yeah. I'm basically, yeah. He's. So at the beginning, you know, the his mom that found him is trying to be a good role model for him or, or be a good influence on him so he's not, like, ostracized by the rest of the um, uh, herbivores. Yeah. Or the very least. Shit. And then... It was, more, it was also more like, just be the, be-, be the best... Uh, um, uh, be the best heart you can. Or, 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 yeah, that and or be the best person for someone. Or be the you that you needed when you were younger. Yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. That's a good example for that. And if you guys watch the movie, you'll know what we mean. Because yeah, I don't want to spoil it anymore because it's a little bit in that spoiler territory. Yeah, it it really is. But um, I just want to say, Jaron, uh, there was one there was one part that almost got me, but I'll let you know after the after the recording so we don't spoil anything. <laughs> all right. Um, but so far that's all I got. Um, any final words, Jaron, about these um. I guess I want to call them hidden gems, you know. That's what we'll call the episode, right? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily there say they're hidden. I would say that because I mean, some of them are were popular. Like for example, uh, Needless was had a uh, was like had a small popularity. Um, Guilty Crown had its popularity. Witchblade had a little bit of popularity. Uh, well, how about, uh, well, how about today? How about like today's standards? Because we are we are talking about these in the context of today. That is true. So um, maybe not hidden gems, but like um, um, like a good callbacks or something, or um, well, well how 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 will we call them? Uh, especially in the context of right now, because we are recommending. I mean, yeah, these... they're, they're like good one-off series. Like you watch it and that's the end of it. Again, some of them might have continuations in their their source material, but like in general, like once you watch the show itself, 
you've pretty much gotten all you need from it unless yeah. you want to continue true i mean for the most part a lot of these a lot of these leave you satisfied in terms of uh endings like it doesn't leave you off with a cliffhanger or right it, it doesn't it doesn't give you the no game no life effect. go watch the light novel slash manga to continue the story kind of feel <laughs> pretty much like yeah. it's just ends or at least it ends and where if the it ends in a in a good enough way to where you're not necessarily wanting more but if you do want it there is there there's probably the story might continue in some way right the anime gives you enough closure to be able to move forward yeah though there were a few men mentions that i didn't do um because i talk about them enough gurn Lagan's one of them of course because that was just you know two core series it was oh, it's you know I mean, one at, and done i mean at this point, that's all it needed well, to be at this point we might as well have trigger uh be a sponsor for us hopefully that's true <laughs> kill kill was another <laughs> you're i mean honestly you're right like on it, in fact, the majority of their shows, save for that one where it's about the high school kids having powers, were all just one offs. He's never. Oh no no the he's never. Yeah, that was a one off. Uh, oh yeah, that was another one off. Yeah, he's never. I think, but you're talking about like uh, I think it was Inuo Battle something. Yeah. Like was that one had is continued in the uh, manga. Oh, is it okay? Or light novel or whatever it is. Right. I remember that series by the fuck by the fucking that one episode that, that fucking, one scene, right? That like rea the reality check scene. Like easily one of the best scenes in all of anime. Like your voice acting scenes, I would say it's no, it's the scene to prove why Japanese voice acting's better. In most cases, in a lot of cases. And for those of you who know what we're talking about, you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, see, there's that. Grimgar technically goes on in its light novel, but like, uh, it was a one-off that's not getting a second season. Um, Nietzsche Joyu is one of my favorites. Just a simple comedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, very good. Uh, it has it has way more animation than the show needs. Like it's too. It's a lot of. It's very over the top in terms of its comedy. Uh, most of the time, and you would not expect it from the kind of show it is. I mean, the studio behind it is has the budget, so might as well. That's true. Um, and one of my favorite—not I guess not necessarily favorite etchies, but one of my most memorable etchies was Ladies versus Butlers. Oh my god, you're bringing me back, man. Yeah, yeah. I think like, I think that was my been my that was I remember one Ladies versus Butlers was one of my returning series going back to etchy. Mm -hmm. It's also one of the ones that has the awkward OVAs where the characters are interacting with the camera with you as a as a viewer, and oh, it's like, oh, this is, uh, it it felt weird. Like, oh my god. <laughs> to be fair, to be honest, John, the, one of the few things I remember from ladies and ladies versus butlers, ladies versus butlers were shiny tits. That was the one thing I can remember off of yeah. the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. That 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 it did that that it did half. Like I don't know why all, they, for some reason, the way they animated all the characters, they made a look. It made it look so that all their breasts were made of like jello. Like it was so satisfying to like look at. Yes, it was. <laughs> Since you're throwing out a little few series, I'll throw out one more as a just as a, 
a recent favorite that I was just fucking raving about. I already told John about uh-huh. this. I was essential. This one made this one made me like tear up. Uh, Suki Gakire. Like, ah, if talk if you want to talk about just a solid twelve episode romance series that's down to earth and as relatable and at the same time most uh wholesome would be this. I mean, the title in itself is the embodiment of the poem that essentially means that I love you. Mm-hmm. So, or properly translated, the moon is beautiful. Or, at, as the moon, so beautiful. Like, because that's, that, that, that's a poetic way of telling someone you like them, because the normal way of saying it was like, it wasn't uh, romantic enough, so someone else had to come up with a way to make it make the whole process make the confession a little bit more beautiful. Just a little bit of a right. history history note for you guys out there. So yeah, like John already knows how I feel about this. Like, because there's like just like this, just like we dealt with some series, this is an original series, there's no source material. It's all just twelve episodes. That's it. Like it was beautiful. This this series makes me believe in such a thing that love is out there love is definitely out there and it is a beautiful beautiful it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing it's a it's a beautiful uh experience that one can have mm-hmm. oh i i can't like in terms of recent anime yeah so this came out in 2017 because i slept on this i don't know why i fucking slept on it. i just recently went back and rewatch and finished the rest of it and i had to just give it one of my high high prices, like this is like the, this is the, this is on the level of like yesterday wo utate in terms of groundedness and relatability. I mean, oh wait, I, actually, I don't think I've seen it. Have I? Um, Suki Gakire. I don't think you've seen it, but I remember that's the one with the middle schoolers having a relationship, and then just that. Development of experiencing first love. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. Oh well, I get. Dry. I mean, if you have whenever you have time, dry. I recommend. I just recommend watching this as like just as a nice wholesome romance series where it's like just fully grounded. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've already raved, raved enough about it to you personally. This is me doing it on air. It's <laughs> fair. So, but we've been going for a little bit, exactly two hours and thirty four minutes, guys. Hey. Um. So, uh, as always, thanks for listening. Thank you for downloading us as usual. Thank you to Anchor.fm for sponsoring us, as you always do every week. And what do you guys think about our recommendations? What do you guys think about these uh good one-off series that we happen to find throughout our years of being uh weeblets and weeaboos? Do you guys have any series that you've uh, scene, uh, or one that you want to recommend to us, and if so, how can they do such a thing? You can throw us those comments on either Facebook or Twitter. Just search W A N N A B E A B O O on those sites, or if you want to continue to listen to us, go ahead and hit us up on Anchor. Thank you. Thanks again for spot uh, sponsoring us. Spotify. 
Google Play, Our Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addicts, Pocket Casts, and any other place that has our RSS feed and uh, most updated episodes. As always, guys, my name is Jamal Squirrel. My name is Jerron Gaddis. And we are the Wannabe Boo Podcast, where we bring the latest and greatest game anime news, reviews, and waifus for life. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you next time. Matane!